0: Hey, it's Dan here, just with a quick disclaimer, uh, about 20 minutes into this episode, some weird vocal modification happens with our uh, voice software, but um, it fixes itself after like a minute, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. hope you enjoy the show, bye.
1: Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Dan Kilby, what's up? And today we're covering the Merge episode of Survivor Edge of Extinction, titled There's Always a Twist. And there sure was. It was an iconic
0: moment, even. Um, I don't know. I I thought it was so funny hearing Jeff say the word iconic like four times, (laughs) which is like teenager twitter talk like <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. i uh yeah. tweeted like what's next to yas queen um <laughs> like really trying to hip and with it there jeff
1: yeah uh i don't know i think i'll still wait on a, the few years for this moment to become truly iconic like <laughs> yeah this is definitely one of those moments where it's uh, <laughs> not immediately
0: iconic i don't think um i don't know how did you feel about this episode this merge episode I feel like it's shocking that we're here already.
1: Yeah, it was really weird to come off a double episode. Like, in the, like, days and hours leading up to the episode, I'm like, wow, this is only going to last an hour, and it feels like there's so much they have to cover. Um, But even then, it was still just a really weird episode. Like, you had no previously on. um, The end of Extinction Twist, of course. People actually finally left the game. Someone emerged as, like, a huge, like, character. Like, all sorts of weird stuff all smushed into this one episode.
0: Yeah, so, literally, to me, this episode felt like a sequel to the premiere more than any other episode has. Um, It really, like, literally including the fact that there's no previously on, like, basically, like, to me, that's saying, like, hey, nothing in that pre merge matters, basically. Um i mean they realistically they cut it because time restraints but like yeah yeah my god like what a symbol of like look nothing in that pre much <laughs> really matters um than literally just not having a previously on it at all really making no reference to anything that's happened in the season mm-hmm. uh, i feel like this was an episode where a myriad of plot threads were just completely dropped um from all accounts from like People working with each other, people like disliking each other, whatever, just completely went away. Um, and we were basically introduced to a new cast of characters, um, which I thought was pretty f- weird. Um, but like, I think this episode was like, it wasn't quite garbage. It was like, fine.
1: Yeah, it was weird, but I was like enjoying it and like, I liked it on the rewatch too. Like, it was. It is like, constant, like, moments throughout, so. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, I mean, any merge episode I think is going to be fun, like, um, Mm -hmm. it it just is, uh, and so, obviously, so we start here at the Edge of Extinction, people come in, um, and Jeff's like, hey guys, this iconic moment, they walk (laughs) in, everyone's shocked, um, and then they do it, like, whatever, they do a challenge,
1: uh, challenge i thought was remarkably mundane for this iconic moment see i think i think i just like that snake thing at the end like i think that's a really fun challenge part so yeah
0: it's cool because like anyone can kind of win it like wendy was showing like wendy was like ridiculously good at that and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like i don't know like tying the poles together like just doesn't i feel like practicing that does you nothing personally but um, yeah i don't know um And I thought it was kind of weird, that, like, just, like, the way they were interacting felt so awkward in bef- the before the challenge. Um, Like, Jeff and the returnees, and then all the in-the-game players being like, we got
1: front-row seats! <laughs> it was just, I thought yeah, it was really, they, like, really cringy. They, like, all applauded for someone getting back in the game. They're like, yay, another <laughs> yeah. person to be."
0: It's like, you just came one uh, one person less chance of winning. Like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm jaded, but it just, it, to me, it, that part just didn't land at all. Um, but like, you know what, after, afterwards, when they're all talking about, in re- like, talking about how much Survivor means to them or whatever, like, whatever it got me is a little emotional. But ultimately, that's just Ponderosa video content. That was just, it's just on the show now. Um, like there's really not a (laughs) substantial difference to me between what we saw there, and it's like kind of emotional. People being like, Survivor means so much to me. That's the content they would get in their Caponderosa video. Um, so I don't really know why. Uh, I maybe I'm jaded, but it just did nothing for me because I'm like, all it did was cut away screen time from these other people.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it felt like they had, like, it was just what they had to do, and it, Still was bad, but... Yeah. I don't know, I guess the positive part at the end, but we didn't literally need every single person's opinion on how Edge of Extinction affected them.
0: Yeah, like, especially, like, like I feel like you could just, like, maybe cut Keith and Wendy off at the kneecaps there, you know what I mean? Like, and thanks for nothing, by like... like <laughs> um... But yeah, like, whatever. I think we were both kind of on the same page that, like, Rick was by far the most likely to come back. Yeah. Um, He did. That was pretty cool. Um, And so that was kind of interesting to see him get back in the mix in a way that I don't think anybody on the internet anywhere would have ever predicted. That he's going to come in to Kelly Wentworth basically saying she can't stand him and she would have preferred... Like anyone else come back because we just didn't see that at all in this season, um yeah. I thought that was bizarre, but so that we get that, and then um so he comes back, um he's close with David, but he's not close with Kelly anymore. I don't know, very strange storytelling in my opinion,
1: yeah, it is't it's just interesting what they did with the Lesu tribe. Entirely, and we'll like get to that, obviously, like we have a lot to say about Lesu, despite them not really being on the episode, but uh yeah, just just an interesting way it all broke down, like I felt like they were a little assumptive of how assumptive what is the right word there? I've said that before on the podcast, too, like I make they assume presumptuous maybe yeah they uh presumed that we knew exactly like the mechanics of it like and it was kind of complex with 13 people even like even as it broke down along lines like mm-hmm. i was like they're just jumping into this huh like
0: yeah i mean i think they kind of had to because like i looked at my watch and it was like 11 minutes in when rick enters the game and then that's like, true yeah they, they have to they have to show everybody coming back together. They have to show like the story of this episode, which was ultimately like Joe getting voted out, uh, the fall of Joey Mason kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. and so yeah, like I I felt like it was it felt pretty rushed, but this episode I think they I think the editors actually did a pretty good job with what they had, like with their time constraint. I think they did a pretty good job hackling together yeah. uh, a story here. So obviously we end up, um, Joe loses the boom mic challenge. Uh, (laughs) uh, David should have won that. He was a boom mic operator uh, as an (laughs) occupation at one point, but whatever. Um, No, Julie wins it. Yeah, Julie wins it. And like star making turn for Julie Rosenberg here. And I'm sure we're going to talk about her a lot, but like this is the Julie we saw in episode one and all season we've been like, Hey, this girl's clearly being uh, posited
1: to be a main character. And then literally the merch happens and she's just the main character. Like. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely what happened. And it was, it's almost a little too abrupt for me. I was like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. going to get some Julie content. And then all of a sudden it's just Julie is the stri- strategist of the comma six. She, and she's so quirky like, and charming, and like, yeah, <laughs> she's everything. She's, she's, your, she's your funny, she's your
0: strategy, she's everything. Just all of a sudden, she's just the greatest ever character. All of a sudden, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure yep. like all kinds of casual fans were like, Who is this? Uh, oh, the girl, the mom at the beginning, right? Right, right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it took a while, but uh, it was definitely an interesting way to edit this where basically we get the thought process from Rick Devins, um. Kelly Wentworth, and Julie, and basically no one else for the majority of this episode. Um, yeah.
1: So, And it's interesting, because, like, Julia had a confessional, Gavin had two confessionals, but, like, David didn't have anything, Joe didn't have a confessional, despite getting voted out, Lauren and Wardog weren't there, so, like, really interesting choices, and I've seen some speculation as to what that means for some people, but, like, I don't know. I think if you're quiet in the merge episode, it's just generally not a good look.
0: Yeah, like for me, with oftentimes we say that the premiere, the swap, the merge are the most important. And for me, I think the very simple reason why is that it's, it's a new starting point, and so it's a new starting point for new stories. And the winner's always going to be someone who has some sort of story going on at any point. Um, I think you can be quieter in the merge if you do get a story set up, but like... Mm-hmm there's never been somebody who's just like completely ignored and gets no plot threads going forward. Who wins? Like even like Natalie Anderson has a quiet merge episode, but she does get the, like, like the connection to Jeremy, like they sort of initiate the torch passing, how mad she's going to be, et cetera. Um, yeah. Cause it is a new starting point. They need to be able to say like, this is where this person fits in. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why it's most important. Um, and I thought it was very interesting that we basically see this game from, like, four
1: people's eyes. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um. So then, obviously, we get to... Well, I'm sure we're talking about this a lot when we get to Joe. But we basically see his strategy of not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> for some reason. He mm-hmm. paints. And, I don't know, I thought this was... I, I get what he's doing. He's trying to be like, look, I'm not a strategist, but... I, I think I think that's not the play. I think the play is hey, I'm such a threat, keep me.
1: Yeah, it was very bizarre. Just I mean, he didn't get any confessionals. He was like pretty lightly in the episode and you kinda get what he's doing, but it's not overt. So yeah, we'll talk about him a lot at the end here, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like I don't know like it's just you really can't Be joey amazing and just fade into the background it's just not gonna work um and i mean kudos to him for trying i guess but yeah i think the editing of this episode was fascinating um and basically i like like i said like i do feel like this was an episode that makes a lot of sense if you watch it right after the premiere it's an episode that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you watch it right after that double boot
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i i can agree with that i think i mean obviously well yeah
0: yeah um and so i guess with that we're just last week we obviously talked about sort of the complex tribe theory um and uh, there's there's a lot of people who disagreed with our takes here last week on the podcast we got all kinds of emails i got all kinds of comments everywhere um and i do want to say like i think i hope this episode kind of um shows kind of what we were saying and that like like the big thing that basically we, the claim we made last week is I at least positioned the idea that I think that this comma six that's been super in the background in the pre-merge is going to be our complex group. If the winner is not going to be someone who gets voted out in the premiere, we get comma completely explored as a dynamic, like it's dynamic, completely explored, like explained. The characters have more stories going on in the first episode. And then obviously they never go to tribal. So we barely get to see them. And I was like, I think comma is the complex tribe, and I feel like the internet in general, the of community, went the other way and thought the Lesu Four and all that were complex. And I think this episode, where basically our narrators all came from comma, uh, were all the people that were getting these big introduc- introductions in the premiere and then vanished, like Julie, like Run, um, like Gavin, mm-hmm. like Victoria. Like these are the people who are speaking for this episode. Um, and I think at least to me, this episode is making me feel super confident in what I was exploring last week, especially with Rick coming back. Like basically my art think my take anyway, was the only Lesu member who can win is Rick and the only, and, and if not, it's comma. Um, and so I think I'm sticking by that. And I think this episode was a pretty good showcase for what we were saying, um, Just in that, like, literally all the Lesu for underdog, like, so sad, like, we're going to be the foa foa, completely vanished in this episode.
1: Yeah, I think even if Rick wins, it makes a lot of sense to have this as your complex group because he's probably getting to the end with some myriad of those six rather than Mm -hmm. any of the Lesus, except maybe David. So I think, yeah, I think we're... We hit something good by picking the uh, comma six. Um, I know people are looking at the Lesu's and how quiet they were as maybe not so bad. Um, I I have trouble believing that. I think we'll talk about it later when we get to specific people who have been contenders among the Lesu's. but I don't think... Once again, I think it's the merge episode. You need some sort of prominence, and just all of Lesu's stuff went out the window. Like, and we've we've seen that where it's not consistent from just episode to episode, where, like, Rick's boot is all about how much they love each other, and then the double episode is all about how they all hate each other, and it's just...
0: And then this episode's about how Kelly doesn't like Rick. Like... Whereas yeah. Rick left that episode literally like the most empowering, like the saddest, like it was a funeral episode, and now all of a sudden we're being told that Kelly doesn't like Rick. Like that mm-hmm. literally came out of nowhere, literally a rabbit out of hat story. Um, this reminds me so much of Malolo, where it's like okay, they were our narrators for the pre-merge and then the merge hit, and they were completely ignored. It it was like they'd never spoken before. Um, that's what this this that's what this merge looked like. Um, I do think, again, as I said, um, a Lassoo member can't win until they get voted out and come back. In my opinion, and that's if a Lassoo person, like one of the Lassoo four or Rick, is winning. I think Rick has uh, satisfied that condition of getting voted out, coming back in, and now he's a he's like more than Lassoe. Um I don't. I think the other ones would have to come back from extinction for me to consider them in any real meaningful way at this point.
1: Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Um, it's why, like, we'll get to Edge of Extinction, but, like, Chris, I think, I was looking at my sort of charts and stuff, and I was like, oh, Chris, like, looks pretty, like, okay at the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's because, I guess, he's a lesu who uh, just has been voted out, and I think kind of looks good to come back, maybe. So we'll talk about that, though.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think, like, um i i 100 I get especially like last season was basically like i think an affirmation for everybody like look complex tribe theory is a real thing um and a lot of people kind of got misled went around the wrong path whatever um and didn't consider okay it's just gonna be the last david standing um i think this is a season where people are going for that and i think they're just picking the wrong tribe because it is a weird season where one tribe just went every time um but just because they get more content doesn't mean that they're getting the right complexity in their content or even getting it at the right times. Um, So that's basically my take there. Um, And so I'm trying to think of If there's anything else before we move on to the stories though, is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: I don't think so. I do want to say like, thank you for commenting about it though. Like it's always interesting to hear um, alternate viewpoints. 100% like it's so fun
0: like I (laughs) that's the thing is like I love being able to like look like like just like check my notifications and it's like actual like well thought out discourse between people like it's so awesome to see um I feel like there just isn't enough of it I love like it's just so good um I do want to say I think uh at least from my perspective I think this episode was a complete like earth shaker in my perspective on who's winning so uh look forward to that
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, so here uh, yeah. Yeah, let's move we'll
3: here
0: to, scary to... um so obviously the first story that uh and this is broad broad stories through the entire season, uh overarching ones. Um our first one here is the mother's woman Generals one. Uh it played a little bit uh, so the main person who we've been saying this story ties to is Julie, who had like a breakout episode. Um mm-hmm. I don't think it was super relevant here um but like it, it I it, like it is kind of her story and now she's now a breakout character um it got mentioned like a little bit but not in a huge way that I can really think of
1: Yeah I mean there was that one scene where like all the girls get together and like they reiterate like this is all the girls we're all here there's six of us mm-hmm. and it's it's strange like I don't know if it's really strongly fitting into this theme but it was interesting to see that group of six come together at one point point. and i mean technically none of them are out of the game yet like so maybe it's uh-huh. something but uh yeah other than that like i could say there's a weird parallel between reem and julie where they both talk about how long they've been watching the show but like uh-huh. that might be fitting in more with a- another story Yeah,
0: I think the thing is, in this episode, it was so crammed, like, with Edge of Extinction coming back, with them having to show them going back again to Edge of Extinction, like, I really think, at least to me, this was an episode that, like, anything that wasn't super immediate got kind of the shaft, um, so this is one I just don't think, like, Julie, if Julie also remarked on this, it would be, like, like, the amount of whiplash would be, like, impossible to comprehend, you know what I mean, like, um and i i just think this is one that kind of took a sidetrack to these other themes and i think all most of these other ones did come up quite a bit yeah for sure so let's get here to new player versus old player which literally was the story of this episode um and like so many so much mention was of like Kelly and Joe were on the season together and all that kind of stuff. Like all over the place, this like new player against the old player Um angle was just all over the place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all three of them were targeted for some reason. I mean, you could even say Rick is returning to the game and he was targeted for it. So like just a really like big anti like, a second try sentiment and I think it's being like reinforced that like, that's okay. Like <clears throat> Kelly is obviously not someone to root for at this stage. Um, They probably could be doing more with Joe, Um, which the way the jury reacted, maybe we are supposed to root for him. I don't know, but it feels like being a returning player is not, good for this game.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Last week I was more on the fence like okay, I think this could end up going both ways. Now I would say I'm like 70% on it being just like an excuse for the old players, like the returnees doing bad. That's kind of what I'm reading into it. Um like literally in this episode we have Julie say like uh Kelly's already played before so she has to go. Like she literally puts it in that terms. Like it isn't like anything else other than like Kelly has has played before she's got to go. Um and mm-hmm. she says that about Joe too. Like it's quite front and center. Victoria says something along those lines too. Um even Ron says if you get a chance to vote out Joe you it's always the right time. Um I think that's all like pretty interesting. Um and yeah, like it, it really is the like the story i think the only thing i think is missing i don't know how how you feel about this i feel like there's a missed opportunity here where there isn't the like we haven't been told why it's an advantage to be a new player you know what i mean like i feel like i could see the argument or like i can see the confessionals of like like gavin or something being like this is my first time and i feel like that gives me an edge because I know how these people played before and I can use that to my advantage and no one knows what I'm like, we're not getting that. And I think that's a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. It's something I kind of would expect. And that's the one thing that makes me apprehensive about completely ruling out these returning players. Cause like it's an easy argument to make, like it's an easy way to frame the narrative of like they had their time. Like it's our time now. And it's not really doing that. Um, which makes me a little bit apprehensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen, like, whispers of people doing that, where, like, Victoria last episode was talking about how she was saying she was doing things and doing other things, but it was never framed as this is an advantage I have because I'm a new player nobody knows this about me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, until we see that, it is a bit weird, but I don't know. And,
0: like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like there's just, like, su- and maybe it's just like they don't want to make their attorneys look bad or anything like that. They know that they are going to be fan favorites and stuff. So I kind of get that. But I don't know. It's the one thing that's kind of because I mean, spoiler alert, basically, I have it right now. I have three contenders and one of them is like a super backup contender where I'm like, maybe this person wins if I'm reading a lot of things wrong. Um, and the the two of them are newbies. And then the, the third backup one there is a returnee. Uh, so that's kind of this weird like uh thing I'm in where I'm a little scared to completely take a side just because I think the framing of the new player versus old player has been a lot of like excuses for the old players which is pretty easy to reframe into why a, like a returning wins um yeah which is the scariest thing for me is there there does appear to be that uh, tone behind it
1: yeah i think i can agree with that um, anything else on new players versus old players?
0: No, I think we're good here to move on to the next one. Um, which is we have like checklists, the experience, what people want to do in Survivor. Um, and we've added here an extra sort of motif to this theme, uh, which is uh, the idea of perfection and wanting to be perfect, the best version of yourself, whatever it is like that. Um, this is literally all over the place, like it's
1: um. I would say it's the theme of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier with Reem and Julie being like, they've been fans for the whole time and now they get to do it. Um, Gavin talks about how excited he is to make The Verge. Chris is the reason I brought up Perfection because we heard it when he first went to Edge of Extinction and then it was his big question after the challenge. Was he thought he could come in here playing a perfect game, but now he realizes he can't. And where do you go from there? So, And actually, I'm going to put here
0: a couple that you missed. And I think, or at least did mention, um, that I think reinforce this even more uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that this is like the theme. We have two people quit in this episode. And the way it's presented isn't like, think about uh, Survivor Nicaragua when nayanka quits and like there were absurd negativity behind that we have keith and wendy quit and they get a confessional basically being like i got what i wanted out of this experience um i fulfilled like we didn't give up until the merge and we did it wendy gets super positive music when she's talking like um this is really a season that is like they accomplished their goals good job like that's what the story is saying um which is like super good for anybody coming back from age of extinction. Uh spoiler alert, uh, I think for their edge chances is like absurd. Like the two entry points I feel like are going to be instant top contenders uh because like Wendy quit one night after she like got she got voted out, had a chance to come back, try to change, and then quit. Mm-hmm. Like one night and she gets a positive boot like, that's insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm hesitant to be like, they're going to punish every quit because that is the only way people are going to leave this unless they all stay till the final returnee challenge. But, like, yeah, I think with Wendy, especially, it is pretty weird that she got such a positive, positively framed edit at points for someone who quit in those circumstances.
0: And I mean, honestly, like, I think even, like, not even, like, her, like, I think her content in this episode would just be different. It wouldn't be, like, super happy. I think, I feel like it would be, like, she didn't give it a chance, or someone would say something along those lines. There's nothing. It was just, like, she accomplished what she wanted on her checklist.
1: Bye. Yeah, and then, like, the thought of the other three who are staying behind was just, like, yeah, it's, like, their time. But, like, not, like, uh, they gave up, just, like. And like, they did. They you
0: know what I mean? Like, they totally yeah. did. Um, which, yeah, it's, like, I think this is really our theme where it's, like, people want to do, like, they have some things that they've wanted to accomplish. And I think they are going to, comp- like, for the most part, are going to accomplish those things. Or it's going to be a story of, like, how it feels to not accomplish those things. And I agree you're right that that's a really good sign for people like Chris who have clearly articulated what they wanted to do
2: hmm
1: Yeah. And it's an exciting theme to see because it means different things to different people and can articulate in so diff- so many different ways.
0: Definitely agree. And yeah, I, I really do think that like the winner's story is and I honestly think at this point the winner's story is probably already connected to this. Um all my contenders right now connect to this very plainly. Um and in addition to that, um, if they haven't, I feel like any few, any people who haven't exactly hit this are going to really soon for me to be able to consider them at all.
1: Yeah. It feels like the people like really struggle to relate with this theme are also the people I haven't considered for a while. So
0: yeah, I agree. Uh, so next up we have a theme that we've had this whole time. Um, a lot of these themes really are coming from things Aubrey said in confessional, but she is just pretty good with her words. Uh we have this Kumbaya survivor, versus gameplay survivor, uh semicolon highs and lows. Um and I think that's really something that is is prevalent in a season, obviously. Like like Aubrey says that in like every episode, and that's like haha, she gets voted out. Uh-huh. Uh like and It is kind of interesting. So we all season we've been kind of been shown this narrative that the Lesu Four once they get to the merge they're gonna be battle ready, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they're um like sure they've gotten more tribals that that just means they're better at it. That's what they've been kind of theorizing. And I think this episode is the nail in the coffin of the Kumbaya, or of the of the gameplay like early gameplay survivor mentality. Aubrey gets like made fun of basically for thinking that, and then um. Basically we see the Leslie Four completely
1: crumble the minute there's any pressure. Hmm. I almost saw it the opposite way because I think your biggest example of Kumbaya Survivor was um right well after the immunity challenge when like Joe is just sitting there painting like he's not strategizing at all and like you see him get punished for it. It's not very direct, but like it's there. Like Joe doesn't care about the game. Um, I also think right after that, they all go hunting for the chickens, and you see people take this opportunity to talk to one another, whereas, like, I think all of the Lesu 4 aren't doing that. And so- yeah, I mean, I...
0: Okay, I actually I agree with you. I actually think that we might need to reframe what this uh, theme is saying. I think it's very much, like, um just because people don't look like they're playing doesn't mean that they're playing i think is what this is more about where like i think the story is that the less who four believes that comma isn't playing and so they're battle tested they have going to tribal, so they know what to do i think this theme is basically Mm -hmm. saying that's not true anyone could be playing and in fact what a good survivor player does when things are just acting or whatever like chickens you should use that is a time to play even harder or not Is a time to stop playing and go after chickens or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think if you think back to when Aubrey was going home and she just sort of narrated the whole post-immunity challenge part, like, you saw in the background though, like, the other four reaffirming that they were voting out Aubrey or, like, talking to one another about it, where she was just off on her own. So, it's an interesting sort of theme I think they're having a lot of fun with. Sort of putting in the episodes in interesting ways. I don't know if there is a right answer. I think we're you're right in that it's like there's never really a kumbaya survivor. It's just knowing when to use your how to use your time wisely to yeah. play while looking like you're not doing anything.
0: I think that really is the thing. I think it's like I, I think this. It, uh, we don't have a good quote for it yet from the t- episodes. But it really is something along the lines of, like, uh, never let your guard down because the people... It really is kind of like that Aubrey professional about Victoria, where it's, like, behind her glasses, she was awake the whole time. Like, those who look like they're sleeping perhaps aren't, or something like that.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And so that brings us to Victoria, who basically... Sorry, not Victoria victoria but basically that brings us to like speaking of victoria brings us to our next theme here which is separating the game and strategy from personal relationships um i think this is kind of a fascinating one for this episode because i think this is something that the season's trying to tell us is pretty important to being a good survivor player um there's lots of seasons where basically the entire season is about the importance of other things uh for instance survivor triple h uh, is very much a season about, like, keeping secrets and keeping information to yourself. And you know, all the themes reinforce that, ultimately leading to a point where uh, Ben is, like, the one person who doesn't tell people about his idol, so that's why he wins. That's kind of the the motif that the season tries to tell us. Um, Poe wrongs the story about the social game to explain why Michelle ends up winning. Uh, I really think that being, like, a cutthroat person is something that will be um, crucial to the winner's path.
1: Uh, I'm not so sure of that yet. I feel like if we had seen more from Victoria this episode, maybe. But, and so we saw a lot from Julie, who is really saying, no, like, I don't want to vote Rick out because I like him. And because it's not morally right to do so. And I can very easily see that sticking with what we know of this theme and being like, yeah, Julie's going to get, like, like, she's going to be, like, a losing finalist or something because of that because she is so personal but i also don't feel like this episode did enough to tell me what julia was doing was wrong see i definitely agree with that and i don't i'm more i don't honestly think that like
0: for me i agree that that is a little bit worrying but i do think often we were told that like Basically, that kind of thing works really well in this season. Um, Even if you think about David and Rick's relationship, it's like, hey, yeah, you can cut me at five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Cuts their ally, gets rewarded for it, and Jeff at Tribal's like, oh my God, I never would have imagined that (laughs) David would cut Rick or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's up in the uh, realm. I, I actually don't. I'm way. Like, I've basically not considering Victoria at this point, but I do think her voice is sort of the voice of the goodness of it. Um, And I actually think very similarly, cold Metters was the voice of why you shouldn't tell people things Uh, in triple H or Jessica Johnson was basically used in the same way that I think Victoria is being used in Jessica Johnson's like, no, you shouldn't tell people anything. She suffers because uh, cold does the opposite. I wouldn't be surprised if Victoria suffers because somebody like people get too uh, emotional and mu- mushy.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting one, but I, I feel like I'm just not sure what it's doing yet. So, it, 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 you're right that Victoria hasn't been the only person to bring it up,
0: but Even Julie has, right? Like Julie's like, I love Joe. He's a great person screw that's him We're voting him out like, uh, like in the last episode right um true.
1: i guess julie made it mushier than i thought with this episode so I'll i do be. think
0: honestly i think that's explained away by i do believe that julie and rick are gonna be a duo moving forward and they had to explain that
2: Mm-hmm. okay
0: but I mean, I could be wrong there, right? Like this is just uh empty speculation. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be my guess. Uh I don't really have anything else to say about this. Like I do think we're gonna see a lot of cutthroat. I, I either way, whether it's um sort of that all-encompassing winter story or if it's something else, I do think we're gonna see a lot of people ruthlessly backstabbed. Yeah, for sure. So either way, I think I think we should be in for a pretty exciting strategic merge. Mm-hmm. Because I really think that, like, being ruthless is uh, a quality that's going to be explored a lot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That brings us here to unpredictability. Always being on the edge of being voted out. Um, And, obviously, Rick just returned to the game. Like, it's, uh, he was on the edge of being voted out. He literally got voted out. Um, And, like, Dad Bod did win the challenge to get there as he predicted in the first episode or whatever Mm -hmm. um it literally pays off like a smoking gun there uh and i think it proves that this is the thing that we're supposed to be paying attention to but other than that i don't think it really was i think it is one that got kind of lost in the shuffle overall in this episode but
1: i think it is just such a like broad theme that like it finds its way into a lot of other themes like you could say the title of the episode there's always a twist is really hammering Down that it's like unpredictable and you never know what's gonna happen. But yeah, and even like
0: if you think about it, like um, Victor uh, Aubrey is literally like um, you know, I thought my game was over, but like when it when you hit rock bottom, that's when you know that uh, like the stars are the only thing above you or whatever. Whatever she said, Mm -hmm. um, I think I think I just said something cooler than Aubrey did, but whatever. (laughs) Um, like uh, like she did say something along those lines, and that was tied to the unpredictability part. Even though, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe we can talk about this. I, I felt like Jeff told them that they were going back and then before the
1: challenge, and then they were shocked after. No, so hey, what happened was they did their challenge and lost. So they all thought they were like done. Um, then Jeff told the Merge Tribe, hey, this will happen to all of you as well. So you guys all have a chance. And then. He asked the people who are currently on edge of extinction their questions and then that's when he revealed to them that they still had a chance
0: right? oh yeah you're right, you're right
1: you're right Yep.
0: yeah i was like like if they told us this twice like what's happening but,
1: <laughs> yeah you're right you're right
0: and then they learn at tribal that they're on the jury yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um so yeah i also uh like i'm actually all in on reem being a juror i think it's gonna be hilarious um Dude, that is so not lame. <laughs> I guess it confirms a that if you qu- like if Reem quits tomorrow, she's not on the jury.
1: I I don't know because I would have thought like after that challenge, everyone was on the jury. Yeah, but, but like- I guess
0: maybe they didn't. Jeff basically didn't take that. Took that. I. That's the thing. That's why I really do like. Okay, so next week, if Reem quits and she's on the jury. Mark it down as I, I like literally like I you know what I'm gonna do right now. If any of these people on Edge of Extinction right now quit next week, and they're a jury member and, uh, like, you know what I mean like they quit and they're a jury member, mm-hmm. mark it down as someone one of the two people from Edge of Extinction's winning for me. Like I would take them over the field times a hundred. Like I'll bet everything on that, uh, because if they're getting like cuz then that's literally keith and wendy quit um you know what i mean
3: yeah
0: uh then i think they would get roasted over the coals uh and i think you know i hope that makes sense but basically i think this would be edited completely differently if like from now on reem chris or Aubrey could are like locked jury members but if they're if they're fluid jury members i i'm not that confident
1: you know Hmm. I don't know. I feel like they have to be jury members. I don't know well
0: see. I feel like it's like if they quit, they're not jury members
1: i also I also don't feel like any of these three are quitting anytime soon, so I also agree with that
0: i also but then again Joe literally was he literally said Joe and you're fourth member of jury, so what do I know <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that brings us to the end of our story section here. And I mean, we're already talking about edge of extinction right now. So,
1: (laughs) so great. I love it.
0: Yeah. So let's just get into it. Um, it was as I, I mean, if you can't, uh, figure out my tone by now, uh, it's edited as positively as it possibly could be. Um, like it really is edited as this super inspiring, life-changing, um, like all you can need like Miracle Island basically um, like again yeah. two people just quit the game and they got a positive edit for it I really think that like we're going to see these people a lot all these people over here on that
2: jurisdiction
1: yeah I think so I two of them I would say Chris for sure like I'm obviously feeling good about and then like Aubrey as well mm-hmm. like I hate that dialogue episode but like you can't deny it. there's like a story coming back for her if she makes it and yeah. like so yeah it's like i have a tier of like people still in the game who i think can win and i think they're all higher than the people on edge of extinction but then like aubrey chris and now joe are all like so the second makes, tier stories that make sense if they come back i
0: 100 percent agree so i mean let's start here with aubrey I think she has a super clear narrative, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's literally like she messed up, uh, like didn't get the way that she needs to um, stumbled, got punished for it, realizes her mistake, (laughs) wants redemption is never going to quit. When she's at her her rock bottom again, she that's when she's at her best or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. It's begging for redemption. And literally, I would say if Aubrey was not a returning player, I would 100% have Aubrey as my number one.
1: Yeah, for sure. There is a
0: chance that this is just like literally redeeming Aubrey Brocko fan favorite.
1: You know what I mean? Or it's just like Edge of Extinction Twist plus returning. So, like, it all mixes together well and you get the good, the best content. So.
0: Cause like her content is so good over there on Edge of Extinction. Like it's super inspiring. Like yeah. um it really like there's really nothing you can complain about um with it. And I feel like there's a lot of like if the Kama tribe is the complex tribe as I kind of think it was, so much of it's based built around Aubrey. Um mm-hmm. it actually makes a lot of sense if Comet dominates the endgame and Aubrey shows back up, and maybe it becomes a question of like Well, we wanted Aubrey out at the start. What happens now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's an interesting. I think it's really interesting if Aubrey gets thrown in right at the end because she didn't really play much of a strategic game and, like, that's her thing. So, like, does she maneuver well and, like, just when there's only six people, literally only six people left in the game? Like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be, like, a bonkers finale if like she does it and wins (laughs) i i'm really not
0: here for the second returnee like second entrance person winning like yeah god that's a nightmare situation Mm. imagine if they give them an idol when they come back again like screw just giving somebody an idol like that's horrible but yeah imagine it's the second one
1: (laughs) i guess we'll talk about that when we get to rick but yeah i'm not a big fan and like
0: the worst part is like think about last
1: season where it's like,
0: like how amazing it would be if the um gender dynamics of finding idols were even, and then in this season we have four three girls find idols, um the only girls to find idols are uh, the only people to find idols are <laughs> girls, and then uh Rick just gets voted out and gets an idol for it like okay
1: yeah I saw you like that Chrissy Hoffbeck tweet yeah <laughs> yeah that's a stolen take but like seriously
0: how awful is that yeah that's true um we should have mentioned that in general theme like like <laughs> dad bod sucks at the game so he gets an idol and uh mm-hmm. these other people gotta work really hard for their idols like screw that yeah um but anyway here we got uh chris the wonder boy um as they called him he got a lot of so I guess this is my weird thing with Chris. He got a lot of like second person visibility, right? Like uh, when he got voted out initially, it was like extended sequence of everyone being shocked. Yeah. And then in this challenge, Wonder Boy is going to mess up or whatever and like like everyone's talking about Chris and like I just, no one else has that at all. So it makes me think that he's actually a weirdly strong candidate to come back.
1: Yeah, like, I think I was a little unsure pre-merge because he had that really lackluster premiere. But it seems like a theme of this is, like, pre-merge doesn't really matter. So, like, the the general idea you got of Chris is that he's this, like, wonder boy who also has flaws. Like, if that's all you remember, like, that's enough. Like, I yeah. can see easily coming back and also maybe winning and that's crazy
0: it really is crazy like i mean we could literally be correct in our cast assessment yeah Um, where we were both fighting over this dude who's a big alpha guy who got voted out pre-swap like (laughs) oh my god um yeah and it's just it's so fascinating where like we are constantly told about this guy's ambition that he wanted to play a perfect game. And he has a fear of uh, imperfection. He has a fear of failure. Uh, and all he wants to do is be the best and all that. And like, it's always really inspiring in a way, right? Like it's um, presented very positively. And I really do agree that like, I guess it's just like a strange editing philosophy. If he's not going back to give him such a clear narrative, because he is just a dude. Like he's just some mm-hmm. guy. Um, but like he really has like one of the most definable and clear narratives of the entire season. And like, I feel like you have to bet on him in most challenges.
1: Yeah. Like I was still thinking like, Oh, those knots won't hold him back. Like he'll still win this somehow. And he almost did. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have high hopes for Chris, I think. Yeah, like, what,
0: like i guess the question is like would they be calling him wonder boy if he just like like i just like i'm picturing the the parallel universe where he doesn't come back and like they're calling him wonder boy and they're leaving all these shots of them being like physically aghast that he gets voted out like things that back up his narrative like i feel like i feel like he might just be like a provide boring provider guy if he's you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, even, like, we get to see, like, he's, like, I'm gonna fish for people so that they like me. Like, he gets, like, strategic content on Edge of Extinction. It's very yeah. weird.
1: It'll be interesting to see how Chris and Joe contrast mm-hmm. once they're both art. Because I think we saw early on that, like, Chris was holding his own with Joe and Challenges. Yes. And, like, it was noticeable. So... It was called yeah. out a bunch of times, too. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens there. It really could be, like...
0: Like I could see this being like Chris overtaking Joe or something like that. Like it being like a um, shoot. What's um in uh fuck in Survivor Micronesia? Oh, it's Eric. It's literally Eric's stories. Like how excited he is to be beating Ozzy and challenges and Jason Siska too, right? Um, mm-hmm. they get confessionals being like, "And I outswam Ozzy or whatever," and I'm so excited. And then like that is part of their narrative, like. I kind of get that vibe from Chris a little
3: bit.
1: Possibly, I don't know. He didn't really ever say anything. Like, the- yeah. it is still a problem his premiere because, like, I it's feel so like bad. there's a lot we could have known about Chris, like who he is as a person, um, who he likes. Like, I don't think he ever said he really liked Joe, but.
0: I really do think if Chris comes, I think what I'm, I guess what I'm gonna uh, posit here is, I think Chris is a really high candidate to come back the second time, but not win. Like, I think if Aubrey comes back a second time, Marker is pretty high, dang high chance to win. If Chris comes back, I feel like it's, I feel like he could make the end and like get everyone's like he didn't play a perfect game or whatever.
1: I. I would see it as him not making the finals, whether that's like... Yeah, maybe like just, Ozzy
0: did, like, like loses the last challenge or something.
1: Like Revolving Door or Fire Making Loser.
0: Yeah, and even like Wonder Boy stuff actually makes sense with that. as like early justification for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's a top candidate to come back. It's just, he doesn't really have a winner's arc unless it really he continues to be high visibility from now on. Yeah. Guess let's move on here to Reem,
1: who has the best chance of coming back. Totally. Thought we're glowing about Chris. Yeah, this...
0: I, it's going to be inspiring that she's a jury member. I think that's what her story yeah. is.
1: Yeah, and just glad we have her for, in some way, the whole of the season, it seems. So mm. I think, I don't think she's coming back, but I think for the rest of her time at Edge of Extinction, she'll maybe have some more outbursts, but I think more so than not have just be like lightly positive. Like this is a very important experience for me. Like I have this chance to get back in the game and all that. So,
0: yeah. And I think it'll honestly just take the tone of like, most people don't get this opportunity. I'm glad I do. Yeah. Uh, That brings us here to Keith and Wendy Keith. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) I guess I get why he quit. Like, Dude's just inexplicably horrific at challenges. Um, yeah. Like, so bad. Like, one of the worst challenge performers of all time, I think. Um, so I guess I get it, but, like, to me, this is just a quit. Um, I can't really
2: respect it too
1: much. No, um, yeah, no, I guess if you look at it and, like... Because they didn't know what and in- returning would entail. So if it's, like... Yeah, you have to beat a challenge. You have to beat Chris in a challenge to come back. It's like, well, bye. I mean, uh, Dadpod did it, but
0: uh, yeah, I mean, it's fair. I just like, I don't know, like, I, yeah, it's hard or whatever. Not eating, but like, I don't know. Like, think about all the people who didn't get that opportunity, Um and, like, you even get to be a jury member. Like, so many people just want to be jury members. Like. I don't know. yeah I don't know like I don't know to me, it's just like I'm shocked that Keith and Wendy got positive edits here. um super disappointed in Wendy, especially, like Keith's like whatever I get it, but
1: Wendy, it's like you were there for like a day, and you are so close to winning the challenge I yeah. know i I think she was like I said last episode, she's been kind of like tapped out for like a few episodes just out of the game. Like just wasn't going how she expected or. Didn't well, I mean, like if you she... remember
0: preseason? Like she doesn't like survivor. <laughs> well, like her boyfriend is the one who likes survivor and he, she applied cause he wanted her to or whatever. Um Okay. I feel like she just like, she expected herself to be first boot. She wasn't first boot. And that was happy. Like that, that was
1: the checklist. Mm-hmm. For her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, like, don't go looking for like outside sources, but I think I ran across a tweet that someone had shared. That was like, she thought she didn't want her like Tourette's to become too big of a, like, I don't know if she said issue, but just like too big of a thing. She just wanted to represent it well. And that's kind of why she left, but mm. yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's a little disappointing. Great character. I wanted to see her run around with the chick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, her on Edge of Extinction would have been fun. We didn't even get to see her on Edge of Extinction at any point. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It's just,
1: like, amazing how when she got her question from Jeff, like, everything she said had, like, a action associated with it. Yeah. It was, like, just amazingly, like, so cartoonish and literally anime character. Like, yeah, like great though. Like yeah, so good. I wanna start communicating like that.
0: And like it was literally to like the most like empowering piano in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever she was saying in like hand gestures, I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna change the world, like Wendy, you know what I mean? Like it was really um yeah. was very empowering. Yeah. But I guess that's good for Edge of Extinction. Uh I mean we're gonna talk about it more. Uh two yep. other people will be relevant to it, but we'll get there. Uh, so we get our new merge tribe um, called Vada. 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 Um,
1: Which apparently you know, means Shelf and Fijian. Shelf. <laughs> we got the Shelf tribe here. Should be and-
0: Wendell's tribe name.
1: Oh, true. And who better to start with than Miss Aurora.
0: Who was totally on the shelf this episode. <laughs>
1: gosh like there have been bad edits like you have your chelsea's and stuff but like i think this is literally the worst i like, think this is up there yeah maybe
0: honestly like this is like almost as bad as purple kelly where her, her only content's like embarrassing hmm. you know what i mean like purple kelly gets like i like milk or whatever
1: <laughs> and it's hard, it's hard I don't know if we've broached the topic Of Purple Kelly on this podcast But I like Have been a Purple Kelly fan since Like day one in Nicaragua Like and then To get that edit is just like iconic Like not to Steal from Jeff Probst But it's iconic Um, So it's hard for me to judge Purple Kelly As like a bad edit because I love it so much Aurora, like we said last week, she starts with that um, those two confessionals. So you're like, oh, Aurora's there. But then she's absolutely not. And yeah. Like, not, like her story that she had is now done. And it's just like...
0: Yeah, her story was literally she liked Joe. And <laughs> mm. even in this episode, her story was she likes Joe. Joe mentioned her.
1: But like that's the only time she was on screen. Well, um, she talks in the uh, girls' chat about how yeah they should go after Rick because yeah it just makes sense and it's not Joe. Yeah, like I don't know, like there's on like
0: like it's just a like there's just no story. Like literally, right now she has no story. Yeah at all like even like last week it's like okay she has like she likes joe (laughs) now it's like doesn't even have that um
1: i feel like with purple kelly like i knew her place like she was (laughs) always like under brenda or like with the laflora alliance chelsea's with
0: kellen likes coffee loves her family Um, oh that's
1: allison Allison yeah, true. Loves
0: Allison loves her family.
1: I love my family.
0: Um, yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, Aurora just like
1: nothing, total nothing. Yeah, like I, she could do anything next episode, and I'd be like, I guess that's where you're going. Like, it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah.
0: like I really do think it is that. Like, it's gonna. I, I feel like she will
1: leave next. Yeah. Or like. like like honestly, like if someone gets hurt in that challenge, like
0: Probably it's her. Just yeah.
1: like Aurora. Like I I'm not saying like she's doing it on purpose or anything. Like but <laughs> I don't know. Weird weird edit. We cursed her. Yeah, we did. I want I wanna go back and never mention her name so we get the Aurora that was in her preseason content.
0: Yeah, like like, you wouldn't know. Like, people would know nothing about her. Like, oh, just so sad. Um, and yes, like, she's really the only one with nothing. Yeah. Like Julia's completely eclipsed her
1: content. Yeah. Um,
0: like, poor Aurora. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, so, imagine seven episodes in. You're just watching with your family every week, and like. Ah, oh, it's just heartbreaking at this point.
0: Especially like, okay, like the way she prides herself as someone who's like, like love me or hate me, but like you're not gonna forget me because I am super opinionated and I'm gonna call people out all the time and yeah, I'm super memorable. Like that's like kind of the way she carried herself is like this, like, like she doesn't care about being loved. She's okay with being hated. Like, um, and she's just like you wouldn't know she's on the like. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. She
0: might as well be a cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not just
0: someone who acts like a cat sometimes.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So yeah, that's that's Aurora. Um, I feel like, like, if this is a stock, I'm selling. Like, anyone who's ever spoken to Aurora as fast as I possibly can, and her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like complete crash. Like, I feel like I'll be shocked if she isn't out next.
1: I don't know. I we've had Allison's and Chelsea's that have lasted longer than their sell by date, so Yeah, but
0: they never last past like like Chelsea doesn't live like doesn't extend past Kellen. You know what I mean? Like
1: True. And I would say Julia honestly fits better into that. Wow, they made it so far yes. and why, roll. So
0: Yeah, Julie is a way better example, and I mean we'll get to that, but yeah, like Julie is somebody who's like it is more like the uh, Andrea Belkey and Game Changers kind of thing where it's like invisible, invisible, never goes to tribal, shows up at the merge and actually gets content. Like, that's fine. Even like right before the merge starts getting content. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Aurora is like, was it the premiere to say that she liked Joe? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like That's it. <laughs> so bad. Mm-hmm. But whatever. We got somebody else here who is basically not on the show, uh, which is shocking. Um... My pal, David Wright. Hmm.
2: He gets yeah. a new confessional. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, he was there. Like he was there. Um, and this this would be one of the, actually, like, this would be one of the examples of a quiet edit that does get a story. Um, his buddy comes back. It's horrible that he doesn't get to remark on that at all. Um, mm-hmm. very horrible. But at least he gets to show that he's against. The, the like he like i think the thing that redeems his like in my opinion small equity is he gets a very focused shot on him being like well that would be horribly stupid to go after you it's not a confessional but it's like a blatant denial and like a unequivocal like yeah what kelly kelly's doing is stupid strategically mm-hmm. uh i'm with rick like that to me that's the bare minimum he gets to reaffirm like From now on, my story is Kelly is dumb. I like Rick. That's fine.
1: Mm, I don't know if it's enough, though. Like, I think you have room. If this person is your winner, you have room to give them, like, the thing they need. And the thing he needed was to be like, Rick is back in the game. That's great. We can do something together. And doesn't really get that. Like, I don't know. I I don't want to be the person who's like, he didn't get a confessional about it. So it's not good, but like he did. Just, yeah. And it's like, it also wasn't enough. Like, I, don't I, know. Agree.
0: I do agree. Like for me, I'm, I would be giving David like 1% when equity. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. He's like, not like dead. Like there are people who are, there's a lot of people who are dead. Like, I would say out of the first five people we're going to talk about, he's, like, the most alive.
2: <laughs> he really is.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of sad. Um, yeah. Like, for me, there
0: is a world David Wright wins. Especially with the last episode. With it just he getting that, like, weird confessional uh, where he's looking for the idol. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff's really good for him. We've talked to, We've been... I wouldn't say we've ever been... I don't think any of us, either of us, have ever had him in our top five. But... Um, he's always been like a claw in there, you know, claw his way. Uh, Uh, not quite dead. Um, he's like the guy from
1: Monty Python, like not dead yet.
0: Um, but like,
1: yeah, the biggest thing is that uh, there's this like prophecy of the final four, final five with him and Rick, and I just feel like he's doomed there, like he's gonna mm -hmm. get voted out then. and
0: And I actually think there is a pretty, um, how do you put it? So, like. I think a b- very basic uh, storytelling technique is to establish someone as an alpha and so- establish someone as a beta. Uh, the best example I can think of is in Ghost Island. Wendell is the one who's like, Dominic's causing trouble. Wendell goes to him in the first episode and is like, I'm going to help out this Dom guy. The rest of the content of the season basically doesn't matter. It's established that Wendell greater than Dominic. Uh-huh. To me, that was the math I used to be like, okay, Wendell beats Dominic. Um I didn't think it would be obviously a tiebreaker or anything like that, but, like, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, Rick was established as the alpha uh, early on to the David and Rick relationship, which is horrible for David.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point.
0: Um, So, like, to me, I think David's going to go far, I'm pretty sure. Like, I actually, at this point, would be buying the idea that David is coming fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm and honestly like, like like spoiler alert, I, I really do think uh, rick's gonna be right there with him probably cutting the throat yep i'm i'm pretty much all in on that prophecy at this point
1: um yeah and i feel like with what we got where uh someone on comma six likes rick so it makes sense for those people to go yep. far like
0: yeah, like the next episode I what I expect is like in the next time on David said like I'm going to have to find a new path to the blah blah blah. And they're trying to hint that like I think they're trying to hint that David's going to be mad at the comma 6. But I think what we're going to see is David be like Kelly voted me? Are you serious? Time to find a new path. Yeah. And go with Julie and Rick. I think that's mm-hmm. our three to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah, I don't know. An interesting thing is thinking about how the comma six is going to fracture because I have really no clue how that's going to all split up. I wonder if there's some like idol victims that...
0: There will be, yeah. I I feel like the comma six is largely going to end, I think, now. Um, Hmm. I really do. I think we'll see maybe an idol play or two, but I do think the thing that we're going to take from this is the Eric... D- or sorry, not eric uh non e rick just rick just devins maybe that's why maybe that's why he's going by devins
1: uh eric I can differentiate. there's a julia and a julie okay that's
0: true that's a good point <laughs> um but yeah so like uh i i do think we're supposed to take the david rick julie trio from that um and then i think we're supposed to take victoria julie maybe in that group too um but like Gavin er, Gavin Eric Victoria is a 3. Like I really do think we're going to see that group kind of fracture. Like I don't think we're going to see like a final 6 of them. I think it's going to yeah. be like a a weird hodgepodge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like things are getting set up for Julia to be like an idol victim, Ron to be like just like the like get him out cuz he's shady type. <laughs> so We'll see. Ron could be an idol victim easily.
0: It's like, well, we need to destroy the six, so who's the leader? Oh, it's clearly Ron. That's true as well. Yep. Uh that's kind of what I picture. So yeah, I really do think we're it's gonna fracture. Um and like the thing about the like the complex tribe, like again I said that the comma six is the complex tribe, which again a little counterintuitive. Very rarely is the complex tribe just like dominating the endgame. Like that's not right. really how that works. Um yeah. it literally just means the winners from that group. Um yeah like if we end up with a comma six as the final six like
1: <laughs> this
0: season's the worst of all time i'm
1: i don't know like that'd be crazy and i'd be here for it but not good storytelling
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty dang funny but uh imagine just the comma six at the final six and then like chris comes back and wins like that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the nightmare scenario um yeah yeah, that's enough about David. Uh, we're already talking about the comma six right now, so we might as well yeah. talk about uh, its ferocious leader, um, who's getting is Eric, Eric's literally getting the Angela edit at this point, right? Like,
1: I he, he, I guess so. I was like high was visibility,
0: thinking, two invisibles, high visibility, two invisibles, high visibility.
1: Maybe like a Ken edit or something like. Mm-hmm that weird like edit where it just dips at the merge all of a sudden because like he was the worst pre merge but like not great either i don't know
0: he's the kind of edit that makes me so mad because i can see it winning <laughs> but like it's the worst edit ever for a winner you know what i mean it's like like this is the kind of edit where it's like this is like this is like a Natalie White style edit where it's like okay yeah he can win but like is it likely? Probably not. Um and it's just it's it's just frustrating cuz it's like it's like the it's like a zombie that just won't die. Like you just can never fully look away and be like it's not winning. But no, I'd be no. pretty close to that idea.
1: I'm I think I'm there. Like Eric given who he is winning with this edit like that's a bizarre turn for survivor like that's true i i think this merge episode was the nail in the coffin for him
0: yeah he like really wasn't there like
1: yeah like he was there like to hunt some chickens and yeah mhm yeah it's weird how like women focused this episode became like, and they just sort of skirted these big male characters. Like David wasn't there a lot. Eric wasn't there War dog was missing. So like, yeah, but I don't have high hopes for Eric. Yeah. For me, he's in the, like,
0: he'd be like a tier four candidate where it's like, there's a lot of people here who are dead. Like, I think Aurora's dead just completely. Um, he's right there with David for me. Like, barely killing it on for life.
1: David slightly above him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if we went through those five... Eh... I don't know. I might have him third out of the first five.
0: Uh, yeah, I would.
1: Because I think I would have our next person ahead of him, weirdly. Agreed. Because, like, you know... That pre-merge was awful for Gavin. Were you done talking about Eric?
0: Yeah, you? no, I'm done. And I mean, like, Eric and Gavin are just a duo. They're just establishing, yeah. like, they're two people in one slot, basically.
1: Yeah. But, so, like, that pre-merge was not great for Gavin. But, like, he got two confessionals in this merge episode, he's which is... so boring. Bizarre. Like, he is so
0: boring. <laughs> and... I'm with you. He's for me. It's easily of this first five, which I mean are like all all scrubs as far as I'm concerned. But like I would put have David and then Gavin and then like a giant gap and then Eric, (laughs) like Aurora and Julia aren't winning. Um, (laughs) Gavin totally could win because this is somebody that they would type B. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. um, And if you have so much going on elsewhere, so many big characters all of edge of extinction like yeah all this dude says is i'm
0: excited to be here survivor's a good show basically over and over again mm-hmm. um but early on i don't know if you remember he said that people are going to underestimate him because of his accent when he's actually going to be cutthroat, um which we still haven't seen anything of um <laughs> Which makes me think, again, this guy's here for a long time. Uh, I feel like he's, again, I would put a lot of money on him being in the final six. Um, I feel like he ties into that separating the game strategy for personal relationships thing. Uh, he has winner quotes all the time. Like, this is the, like, this is like a Fabio edit.
1: I don't know. It's it's worse.
0: Like, yeah, it, it is, but it's like, it's the same kind of thing where it's just like, they just hammer in on one quality about them, um, that and give them a bunch of winner quotes, and it's lazy. But I think I think I really could see Gavin winning.
1: But and it's weird because you can like go back to a, like Parvati and Micronesia or like Chris Doherty and uh, Vanuatu, and they had these really really light pre-merges, mm-hmm. and then they blossomed and like. It makes you think, I really don't want it to happen. Like, please no. Yeah, that's like, the
0: problem is this dude has an amazing foundation. If anybody who's listening to this remembers early on, everybody had him number one. Like, yeah. What a boring, obvious one. And like again, remember these seasons where people early on are like, okay, this person's the obvious winner. Oh, they've lost visibility in the late pre-merge. They're probably not winning. Happened to Sarah. I had to go on, like, I had to go on unspoiled edic and our edic and everything for weeks. Being like, just because she's not there doesn't mean that her story isn't super clear and like nailed on. Just because Wendell's not there doesn't mean like Wendell has the lowest visibility for any male winner of all time, and even most females too. Um, like, it, this is the kind of edit that you can win with, unfortunately, because um, he's <laughs> real boring and. I think that it is even better for him. Never gone to tribal. Oh, sorry. Went to tribal, I guess, twice, but whatever. Both times he gets to remark on it a decent amount. Um, talks about rocks. Anything anything happens, he gets to talk about it. It's like, a swap. Wow. Uh, Jeff Probst uh, says, like, hey, Gavin, what do you think about the swap? I like swaps. Like,
1: <laughs> it really is... Um... And there is that Aubrey tribal council where he wasn't really present. That's true. That's true. So- I, I feel like we're kind of scaring ourselves into a Gavin win. I, mm, I mean, yeah. To be clear, like I feel like I'm I'm sounding very high on him,
0: but this is more of a um. I like he wouldn't be in my top five. Yeah,
2: he might be absolutely. five.
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs> like you he know, might like, be fifth. He's definitely below that tier of Redemption Island people. So he's at yes, least I seventh, I think. But. It's, like, down in those parts where, like, yeah, I get this at it, but I think you're doing it bad, Survivor, so...
0: And it's more likely to be the, he's in the finale but doesn't win at it. Like, it really is way more likely to be that, like, the Donovan or whatever, but... Yeah, um,
1: yeah, or Davey.
0: Davey, yeah, Davey's a good example. Uh, but, it again, he's somebody with a very clear story, shows up at the right times, and that's good. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. People forget Wendell was basically utr in any episode he didn't go to tribal, like yeah, he went to tribal more than uh, Gavin has, so mm-hmm. something to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I guess that's good for Gavin. Uh, basically, I th- I would say if you're like just like if you've completely eliminated him, I be- I did like last episode I had him eliminated. I brought him back from the dead, uh, and I would probably advise for uh, like. It- Note keeping purposes. Maybe if you have him eliminated, maybe you just bump him up to like barely alive. If you're super high on him, maybe bump him up further. Because this was a great episode for him.
1: Yeah, it was like a lot of times where I didn't expect to see Gavin. I didn't want to see Gavin take these spots, but there he was. And
0: like in an episode where they couldn't find time for David Wright, War Dog, um, et cetera, they found time for Gavin. Yeah, that's something to remember. Mm-hmm. And and like and he got like solid confessionals. They weren't like we're gonna talk to the next person here who's just completely throwaway confessionals. And Julia, um, yeah, at least she has some story. I gu- I'm <laughs> guessing she's gonna win some individual immunity challenges.
1: Mm, I don't know. I think she's still just sort of a floating piece, like very close to the comma six, but like not attached to anything i really think she's a prime contender for an idol and like yeah you're probably right like soon
0: yeah you're probably right i do think like it is interesting that like so her story kind of starts ramping up uh she's basically like the the qualities i would describe her as what we know is naive just that basically um and we know she's good at challenges and pretty and stuff um and all that like nice stuff Joe said about her, but we know that that was a premeditated thing by Joe, so that adds to the naivety. But it does kind of reinforce like, okay, she's good at challenges or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if she does like, like if she is kind of like a Chelsea where she'll win like two challenges or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. And then like maybe she goes to Redemption and she's like, look, Joe, you should be so proud of me. Like I, uh I was like, <laughs> you were. And then he's like, ha ha,
1: yeah. You did that, Julia. And then Julia comes back from
0: her. Yeah, because she's a beast. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, I think like that's the thing is like she doesn't really have a story. She's just in the six. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a, this is pretty similar to a uh, Andrea or a Chelsea or something.
1: Yeah, I could feel like she like depending on how tight and how idly how tight the comma six stay together how idly things get like julia might be like our allison who Mm -hmm. sneaks all the way to the finale it's like what is she doing here that we've seen like now is a recurring thing like so glad this character i don't care about's in the finale like thanks survivor for not but i do think
0: like even if you're saying allison like allison got like allison was the least visible in david vs goliath but like had way like a hundred times more content than that's true that's true, like yeah. it, right like um i do think the one who makes the finale very rarely is completely invisible like through the pre-merge like mm-hmm. um i don't think she'll make like it that far personally unless it's yeah. like a troizan situation but even troizan gets good content really like in the premiere in the swap and then he's <laughs> just invisible the rest of the season right um Julie is br- invisible in these wrong parts here, which I, I think makes her not have the longevity. So I do think we'll be seeing Julie. Uh, I'm guessing like final nine boot.
1: I don't know. I I think it can be pretty soon. Like,
0: yeah, I, I mean like she won't make it past like final nine is what I'm basically saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, let's just talk about Julie here. Total breakout episode. Um, yes. This is like I think for us like a, a hashtag a humble brag moment where like. Like at the merge, she's gonna become a big character. Uh, lock it in. In she's now the main character.
1: Yeah. Like, like I said, it's just so weird because it's almost as if the this episode makes you want to think that Julie never wasn't the main character. Like <laughs> this is the season of Julie that we've been living, but like she's everyone- hot. <laughs> Everyone talks about how like oh I got Julia and Julie confused like that's what my parents did so Julie's not winning and I like I don't know I feel like you definitely saw moments of Julie pre-merge yeah led to what she is now
0: I agree I think this is maybe a little bit of a clumsy edit like I think it's a very crafted edit that I think they thought people would be know more who she is now than they do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, just because she didn't go to tribal, like they tried to give her like these tiny moments, but it really is very, like, honestly, very Michelle-esque. Where like the casual fans, like, what do you mean Michelle can't win? Who's Michelle? And then the edge guys, like, no, Michelle's obviously winning. I don't think Julie is obviously winning, but like, she's always been a character. She's always mm-hmm. been established that way, and. I personally have her number two on my winner contenders list. Um,
1: it's like, how could you not? Like, yeah, like this makes sense now. Like, it all sort of adds up. Um, you see the path, like, it's really easy to see. She gets
0: strategic relationships. Her biggest problem all season has been she's literally never talked to anybody, like, that's her number one thing. Yeah, uh, she now has a like a duo that she's established as like, again, she's established as the alpha in the Julie and Rick relationship. If that continues to be an important thing, that's pretty bad for Rick, really good for Julie. Like I could see, I can just picture the Julie bosses, Rick around bosses, David around dynamic working. You know what I mean? Like it it makes so much sense.
1: Mm -hmm. That's, I think touching on the biggest concern I have with Julie is like, almost at every turn this episode, it felt like you could, someone was just ready to go in confessional to be like, Julie's so bossy. Like, Julie is taking control. But they didn't do that. So, like, what does that mean? Like, and it's weird because we've seen it with Ben where Ben steamrolled everyone. And Julie also has that ability, but no one's brought it up so far
3: yeah
0: it really is fascinating like um and like i mean earlier on you said uh something along the lines of like if david was winning uh they would find the time to give him what he needs yeah guess who got everything they need in this episode like just think of all the storylines that were dropped who 4 being sympathetic underdogs um david and kelly's rivalry um, like Rick and David's relationship mm-hmm. all like an editor sat there. Well, like story producers sat there. We're like, what's more important? Tell reminding the audience about the less who four who've been our sympathetic underdogs all season or telling the audience everything you could ever need to know about Julie. And they picked the second option. Yeah. In the merge episode. Like, when you're seeing everyone <laughs> settle in, there's no justification for the less who for cross voting like crazy. She gets ridiculous strategic credit. She gets ridiculous personal content. She gets a relationship, like pe- funny remarks about her, about being hot and all that. And like,
1: mm-hmm. like she had an immunity challenge win and like, she was like backed up by it. Like she got a, she got lots of confessionals about it. Like it was just great. And
0: this is the first time that the audience will be learning. Julie has applied every season since season one. And she gets to say that on the show. Julie's the super fan. Julie is the super fan. Um, That's personal content. It's just, it's the perfect episode. It really is a perfect episode. Um, And honestly, if I wasn't like, like I've always had her in contention and pretty dang high. Um, But I was always like, I think she could be a losing finalist. I still think that's true. Oh yeah, um,
1: for sure. Like this is also a great edit for a losing finalist. Like, yes, it feels very Chrissy Hoffbeck. Like it does. And
0: so for me, I I I'm gonna say Julie's in the finale. Absolutely. Um, I would say she's in the final four.
1: I would say if you're going that far, just final three, because I don't see her losing. I could see her being the fire
0: making loser. Huh.
1: Interesting. A little Devon-Y,
0: where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I could see this being the Devon.
1: Yeah. Maybe.
0: But like I would I like literally I would be willing at this point to put like money on Julie being at least top five, probably top four, more than likely top three. Yeah. With a chance to win, too. You know what I mean? Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't gonna be your GOAT. This is gonna be like. This like Chrissy, where it's like, is she going to win? Is she going to win? Like, oh, no, she, she did
1: it's, it's really if that game is like... Because we were talking about her in reference to the personal relationship separating from game story. But, like, Chrissy's thing was that she played it to Game Body. And, like, right now we're seeing Julia as someone who gets really trapped in her relationships kind of but also not i don't know yeah julie's the one
0: who's like on like a teeter totter like she's like on a balance beam and like she like like takes one step and like leans to the right of like cutthroat badass and then leans to the left and of yeah like i just couldn't do that to rick um like in this episode we literally get her being like i just couldn't do that to rick time to ruthlessly backstab kelly wentworth (laughs) like time to make them all vote each other and You know what I mean? Like, it really is um, absurd.
1: And I think an interesting thing both times I watched was... So, Julie, pretty early on, is like, we need to get Kelly Wentworth out. And then the vote flips. And she's not into it. But then she gets this confessional that's like... I don't know. I guess we have to find whatever decision is best for us right now. It's not like she... uh, It's not like she completely turns around on it but she gets content for it
0: and like this is the kind of thing where if you're if you like it's always really bad if you're like going into tribal being like uh kelly wentworth's gonna go home and then she stays right like that's terrible Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's what i was Um, trying to say
0: but it's pretty good i think if you're like kelly wentworth's gonna go home but maybe we'll come to a different conclusion but i still think kelly needs to go Um, yeah that's way better because that gets a story for next episode (laughs) like now when she's targeting kelly wentworth now she has justification mhm and she probably more than, more than even victoria i think is the voice of like cuz okay so like victoria's arc is a lot more against aubrey
3: specifically
0: um and like kind of contrasting victoria to aubrey julie edit since like the start has been way more just like anti returnees um so I really think that Julie's story might be like, we might look back similar to how we look back at like poverty is being like the black widow, like manipulates all the women or opposite of that. Manipulates all the men with her sexuality. <laughs> I really can see the, like survivor memory, the montage being like Julie, the legend killer kind of thing. Like I could see her being responsible for David leaving at five. I could see her getting the credit for this boot. I could see her getting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, i could really see that um her story's really backed up that way um she wants to be more than just a mom she rises above it you know what i mean like i really think that's i can see that arc and that's why for me she's easy number two
1: yes but i also think you can come to me next week and i'll be like yep this is not julie's season to win sorry i agree but, there's a
0: there's a lot of bad looks she could get um <laughs> yes but as of right now, I mean, like, pre-merge, yeah. I think, is pretty dang killer. Um, a little on the quiet side, but mm-hmm. she she never goes to tribal, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then she immediately articulates her goal, succeeds. Yep. And she even gets to say she, she hopes she never goes to Edge of Extinction. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's like the, uh, I want to make the end quote. That's the one bad thing. She she doesn't have a winner. She hasn't said she wants to win. She
1: said she wants to make the... She, does, she says she doesn't want to go to the edge of extinction. That's true. We'll see.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. That's basically... I think we're both super high on Julie. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, literally, I left this episode and was like, okay, either one person's gonna win, Julie's gonna win, and as a backup, Joe. Uh no, I don't think anyone else has a serious chance to win. That's basically how I left this episode. Mm-hmm. On Rewatcha, and like with some time, I've thought a little bit more on it, a little less harsh on that. For example, like the Gavin take and everything, but um, like I think she's like number two, and like I'd give her like forty percent win equity, maybe thirty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that brings us uh, to Kelly Wentworth, <laughs> whom I would say finally
1: gets her negative it, <laughs> yeah like we are not meant to root for kelly wentworth this was atrocious yeah just like and it's weird like it's more of like that same like she doesn't really look great but she doesn't necessarily look negative it's still kind of that but it's just like turned up like at every turn kelly just was like almost annoying like i was like kelly wentworth get off my screen i don't yeah. care like i
0: like i don't know to people uh listening how much experience they have with sort of like editing something like this together but the amount of like eye rolls and like like kelly looking like annoyed or like yeah like things that they include like someone spent hours and hours on every episode inserting kelly rolling her eyes at things like Mm close-ups of Kelly rolling her eyes at things and challenges and one-on-one interactions like and i feel like they've been hesitant to give her N, but they've been giving her like she's annoying and this is the first one where it's literally (laughs) like like what is she doing like what uh, one strategically like what is happening why is we literally never saw her not like rick but now she hates him um And she immediately, like, to me, this whole, like, Kumbaya versus gameplay survivor, like, the difference between being on the bottom and on the top and everything like that. I would say Aubrey got really good content about, like, the benefits of being on the bottom. And Kelly got like, she's stuck in the past.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Kelly just feels, like, very like... What's the word? Like, when you, like, feel like you deserve like you're like good play. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like even the way she talks about like, oh, I was on the bottom before, so like I know how this works. And yeah. like no, you were on the bottom, so you explicitly didn't know how it worked.
0: And like literally she was like like in this episode, she's like like I, I think the story of this episode was how Kelly had an opportunity to rope in Joe and Aurora and be on the top. And instead, yeah. she immediately targeted her own person, so she ended up back on the bottom. Like, I think this is supposed to be a commentary and an explanation for why Kelly Wentworth ended up on the bottom in her past season.
1: Yeah, and it's such a, like... They just, like, went with... You had to look at that try be like, oh, there's the comma, like eight I guess maybe seven maybe six depending on how strict you're being and it's like well my best option is to take someone who's not in that out and like but we don't get any explanation for why that's a good move Um, why wouldn't she just like
0: like optimal play here is idle right like you're not that far behind in the numbers like like you idle correctly that becomes five to seven one more like like you have to flip one person for that to tie like mm-hmm. and you have a pregame relationship with joe like you were on the amazing or you were on the price is right with mr joe Anglin, um, mm-hmm. like i would just expect i don't know like it's just it's so bad like it's oh, yeah. i personally i don't know what how you feel about this i believe that kelly will either leave and that kellen right before the finale spot or a losing finalist.
1: I think you're, I think Kellen is a better guess. Like, I don't see Kellen. Kellen went went with. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you want to bring up that uh, edit remark you had found?
0: Uh,
1: Girls tribe scene? Or like the girls talk?
0: You should bring it up so I remember.
1: Okay, so you mentioned to me I was rewatching. We we're rewatching at the same time tonight, and oh, you were like, yeah, yeah, no. "Okay, so this, yeah, yeah, I got this." So
0: um, I'm actually gonna. So if you're watching the like to the listeners, or whatever, if you want to rewatch this, um, go to 1838 in the episode. Um, this is a confessional where Kelly Wentworth is talking about. Um, one sec, I actually wrote it down. So, right, so Kelly Wentworth was talking about taking out Rick and she says like i think right now the best plan is to take out an easy like is for an easy vote to take out and then she it's literally a clip of her yelling the word rick it's like i think the best plan is to make it an easy vote to take out rick
1: like it very
0: clearly spliced in rick
1: yeah and i think um, i did, i had pointed out it's cut earlier it's like you hear her saying the best plan and then like the sound quality changes.
0: Yeah. It's in a different, it's in a different room. Like it's in a
1: different like time of day. Yeah. There's that second, the confessional she has after the immunity challenge is like, sounds different. And that's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so So they literally took a splice
0: of her saying Rick's name and just put it in an easy vote out. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, probably just because it was the most interesting confessional, but, like, it's just so, like, I'm guessing there's something, like, I really feel like there's something we're we're not being told about Rick that Kelly doesn't like. Which is really good for Rick and really bad for Kelly.
1: Yeah. I mean, and this is a thing they do. Like, if you listen hard enough, like, you will find where they splice together two confessionals or, like, put together sentences. But... Yeah, I think this is an interesting example because the sentence Kelly never said was, I think the best plan is to, is the easy vote, which is Rick. Like she never yeah. said that as one sentence. So.
0: What did she say?
1: What, right. Like, what did she say? And why are they making her say that instead?
0: A hundred percent. And I really do believe that if you think about her actions, Rick leaving in this like super empowering tribal council, he comes back, uh, and immediately she is against him. And like that's not somebody like that's not the behavior of somebody who's eyeing somebody as an easy vote out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like if Wendy comes back, it's not or like Keith comes back, it's not like, oh, that's the last person I wanted in. Um uh, <laughs> like time for an easy vote out. Like that's not how you describe easy vote outs as like the last person you'd ever want. Um Yeah. So I feel like there's, like, they're trying to um, make her look kind of dumb for wanting to go after Rick.
2: Like, mm-hmm, for an sure. easy
0: easy vote out so that it can supplement the Julie. Like, how cruel would you have to be to target somebody who just got back? Like, that's what they're going for, right? It's like this, um, this contrast where I feel like what we're probably witnessing is Kelly probably says something along the lines of, um, I think Rick is one of the most dangerous players you could imagine. Uh, he's so smart. He's so calculating. And so I think this is the time we need to take him out. And yeah. instead we end up with easy photo is Rick. like Yeah. Um. So I think that's, I, I, it makes her look less strategic. Uh, it makes her look more emotional. It looks like her makes her look like a lazy player. All three things that I'm guessing didn't happen in this episode. I'm guessing, I'm guessing if, on the Kelly Wentworth tell all after the season. She's gonna be like, Yeah, I thought I was terrified of Rick or he was rude to me or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think it's more that he's actually a really good player who she thought she had like taken out and was actually back and mm-hmm. probably in a really good position that even she saw. So
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. So Yep, that's, so, Kelly, yeah, that's Kelly
0: um I really like, I I would be shocked if this is the winner, I think, of Kelly Wentworth. Yeah, uh, I would sure. be eliminating her, personally. Yep. So, yeah, that's good. And, like, she's, like, on, like, she's on, like, the top of our edge. I believe Kellen was, too. Like, we were always, like, Ugh.
1: So She's still up there. I mean, it's the, there's a lot of people who believe in Lesu, and the season's not over. They might be right.
0: They might be right. Um, Next episode could completely change this. I'm
1: honestly. not. I'm not seeing it. Um, I think there's a lot of things going against it. But if that's how the episode, the season shakes out, we are wrong, not the first time. Yeah. Um, but and I mean, yeah.
0: like for me personally, I think that Lauren is being edited again. Like we've. This is not a. This is a pretty cool take. Um, Lauren's literally getting Kelly Wentworth's Cambodia edit. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, like basically that's like note for note. Um, and I feel like Kelly is getting like a, like a mutated version of Kelly Wentworth. Uh, another reason, like if Olesi was winning, I don't think it's Kelly. I think it would be Lauren. Um, I think it just makes way more sense narratively with the story they're telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another th- negative for uh, Kelly, but let's just
1: more frame this around Lauren. Well, I want to say one thing about Kelly, and maybe it's a little too shady, but, like, sometimes, like, in shots, like, she looks like a younger (laughs) Reem.
0: Honestly, it's, like, shot the same way. Like, you're right. Like, like, you're right. And that's sad. (laughs) It's the same attitude, right?
1: Yeah. And it kind of feels purposeful. It feels like you voted this out, but, like, you became the Reem you never wanted to be.
0: <laughs> I think it really could be that. Like, um she's just
1: super negative
0: all the time. Every yeah. shots negative. She doesn't have any. she still ha- doesn't have anything positive to say about anybody.
1: But like apparently good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's go to Lauren, who is also interesting, also a contender for a lot of people. Um, but this was an episode for her. Like yeah. <laughs> Lauren has had a, like, consistently visible edit throughout the pre-merge, and this is her least visible episode, and I think it's her worst. Like. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I've not been high on Lauren really since, not even the premiere. I think I've always been, like, questioning Lauren. Like, it just doesn't feel right. It's like. The Michael Yerger Award for edit that looks good on paper, but is actually bad. Yep, I agree. I think... I, don't even think a- I think this is better than Michael Yerger. Yeah, I would say that, too. But, but like, barely. Um, it's just, there's a lot of points where Lauren should be saying things that don't happen. Like, Lauren should be getting some strategic content in those early Manu tribals. I think it's interesting how Lauren apparently told Kelly that she has the idol and we were never told this, but now it's just an assumed no, no thing. She did. She did. When? Uh, last
0: episode before the rock draw, when Kelly found, finds hers, she runs to Lauren and says, I found this. And then
1: Lauren says, I have one too. I don't think so. No, hundred hmm, percent. Okay. Well, I'll listen back to tapes, but I think I remember looking at that and like, they say something about, how they have both idols and it's just assumed i'm like you didn't say that but maybe they did and i just
0: no. Didn't. it was it was like a camp like like kelly finds the idol and she's like oh my god i'm so happy and she runs to lauren like on the camp and like she's like um i have an idol and then like it's like i guess it's not explicitly said but lauren says i have one too okay. it's like mouse and subtitled
1: i'll, I'll trust you for now but yep. like this is a big enough issue for me that i'm gonna go back and like because i think i'm right so I can be wrong and post and then this will be my funny Reddit comment that you can laugh at. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, like when we forgot the Philippines. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lauren. So no confessionals like, and some content, like I will give her that, like mm-hmm. she is present. Um, but Talking she, about um, how
0: she wants to vote out fan favorite, returnee CPP five, Rick.
1: Yeah, people are framing this as, "Oh, you can't have Lauren in an episode where they're being portrayed as so negative." Like this is a they're hiding Lauren from the negativity.
0: It's so and, wrong. Like
1: and cool down, much needed cool down episode. Mia's back. This is uh, like a uh, what do you call it when it's something you say a lot like. <laughs> Cash Why can I not think of words, but like buzzword, buzzword is yeah. what I was thinking of. It's like something people say because it's an edgy term and like, yeah, it has its uses, but I think a lot of times it gets overapplied. And I think hiding from negativity is something that gets overapplied. I think I do it a lot. Like... Um, whenever there's an under-the-radar female, I'm like, oh, they're just being hid from the rest of the tribe's negativity. Like Chelsea, like, that's why she's not getting content. Yeah. Um, but I think here I'm on the right track. I think, I get it, you give Lauren less content, so she's not so associated with Kelly Wentworth, who is being portrayed as this like whiny, annoying person. But I think, why do you not give Lauren any sort of confessional here? Why do you not say Lauren, who has been hungry all of premerge and sick, gets to eat food at the feast? Um, yeah. Why do you just not have Lauren take any sort of ownership? Yeah.
0: See, I agree, and I guess the thing is, is like I think the idea of being shielded from negativity misunderstands some part of Edric. Honestly, um, you know what a fantastic example is is um, in Ghost Island. At the Morgan Rickey boot, um, you effectively have so many people. Like, like, the common thing against Wendell at that point was that he basically said that he wanted, um, he wanted Angela gone, right? Yeah, Uh, he had a confessional basically explicitly being like, I'm gonna do what I can to get Angela gone because it's not me, I'm gonna do anything to make sure it's not me, so I'm gonna push it on Angela, um, and After that episode, a lot of people were like, well, they would never show a winner being negative. Not true. you got that, when (laughs) Ben steamrolled people, people were like, well, they would never show the winner steamrolling people. They would shield him from that negativity. Adam Um, Klein. Adam Klein would never be... When when are people going to get the point that they don't shield the winner from negativity that way?
1: They don't not show you. Yeah, and these are all examples where like, the winner is otherwise positive for the most part. Like we've had negative winners. Like mm-hmm. Tyson is maybe the most recent. Like Stealing Tony. food. He stole food. Like Tony is like, like I hated Tony watching Kagi on. I was like, this guy is awful. He's so negative. No way he's winning. Like, yeah. I think, it, I think it's a, like even freaking Brian Heidick was negative
0: all the time. Like, yeah, it's just like I don't know I don't know when people started viewing like that they're going to invisible somebody when they're on the wrong side of the vote. Like it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, like I I get it. Like I get you want to craft that edit. You want to show them as sort of if they don't know What's happening, and they're just going with it, like they know what to do after it happens. And so, yeah, maybe Lauren will get that next episode, but like she wasn't even like, like no one was voted out from Lesu. Lasso. Like Lesu's still Lesu. It's just mm-hmm. um. So and like
0: okay, like you know what a great example is? Uh, in Millennials versus Gen X in the Mari boot. Adam's on the wrong side, um, and he's hardcore pushing. Uh, Figgy to go because Figgy's terrible at Survivor she doesn't get the point she's openly in a uh, like with Taylor and like you know what I mean like he he explains why he wants Figgy out right mm-hmm. um, on the flip side you have Michelle completely outplay him right like Michelle flips the vote on to Mari Mari's one of Adam's allies like if the season ended there or like you know what I mean like sure that's bad for Adam because he was shown as like not as capable, right? But mm-hmm. the next episode, he gets like a mea culpa. He's like, okay, I was wrong. I need to figure out a way to fix my position. Yeah. Like that's what happens.
1: In, uh David versus Goliath. We saw Davy be on the wrong side of the vote, but then the next episode, he got that like, oh, I know this happened. Like I need to fix it. And that's why we we're like, oh, Davey's probably winning this because he it all makes sense together. like, mm-hmm. And I think to just sort of... But there's of... nothing
0: to... The problem is that there's nothing to justify if you don't speak.
1: You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh,
0: in the Mari boot, Adam Klein says why he wants uh, Figgy out, and then afterwards is like, okay, I understand where I went wrong. I misunderstood. Like, I didn't get the social relationship. I need to do what I can to fit in. Um, mm-hmm. If Lauren's on the next one, what does, what's her mea culpa? Like, she doesn't have... She doesn't have some sort of change she doesn't have like she didn't say what she thought so she can't counter what she thought with new information right like that's the foundation like that's how they yeah. show people with negativity they like they show they'll show why like a logical reason why someone would do something mm-hmm. like they give justification they don't take away justification like that's insane like um yeah like uh like, I don't know if anybody who's listening has watched the show You, like the Netflix show, but there's a pretty clever um, line in there where they're like, oh, yeah, the funny thing about justification is that, um, like, you can watch a horrible person do horrible things and still find yourself cheering them on if you if they justify their actions all the time. Um, and, like, that's the thing is, like, you can, like, there's nothing, like, winners get shown as being wrong all the time, but... Mm-hmm they i I think they very rarely get shown being completely blindsided and wrong and not get to explain why,
1: yeah, so I think i mean i've I would love if Lauren won like I think Lauren is a really captivating character for the most part, I just think they have so she has so many holes along the way, like her not talking about food at the merge feast is like just gigantic, but I don't think this is an attempt to shield her or any of lesu from negativity i just mm-hmm. feel like it was like it's not important to show lesu like they're not someone who needs consistent editing they need their moments in the spotlight and then we'll kick them out when they're ready
0: i agree though, so. and i do think like despite this like horrible negative tangent i wouldn't eliminate lauren um i believe that she could win but the key is next episode it really has to be like we were played um i'm sorry david like let's fix this blah 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 you know what i
1: mean yeah like i'm i'm really low on her but like i think it that there really a- has
0: to be for me like cpp five out the gate immediately like yeah and it really has to be that. Otherwise she's eliminated for me.
1: It's like, if they go to anyone else, like Aurora, which is like funny, but like Kelly or war dog first and are like, Oh man, they got us so good. Like, no, that's not Lauren. I need Lauren to tell me this was a big, good play. And this is how she's going to bounce back.
0: 100%. Because really this was like, in my opinion, like embarrassing. Like it's just like, they don't show like, they're not going to show the winner. Get like, like, they'll do something to say like, Oh, I know. I think something might be funny going on, but I know it's not me or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's the Sandra thing, right? It's like, well, I know it's not me. <laughs> like Yeah. Like that. Everyone's going to say that. Like, so I don't know. That's probably good
1: for Lauren. Yeah. I am tired out from my tirade <sighs> on Lauren.
0: <laughs> that brings us here to, I think both of our number ones. Yeah. Uh, at least my number one with a, like, Huge lap about past everybody else, Rick Devins comes back, gets like the most glowing content of all time, establishes a new duo, establishes his old duo uh is painted as a like potential decoy boot, but we're literally told there's no way he's going home mm-hmm. um which is the best kind of decoy boot um I, perfect
1: episode. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about how winners can be negative, and then, like, Rick is so positive. Like, it feels like we're falling into the trap, we said. But yeah. I think there was a point early on where we were all, like, Rick is on this tribe that feels super villainous, and, like, he's kind of, like, portrayed as a bad person. But, like, I think Yeah, that's, that's still
0: the-, the worst thing for him, is that he, like, excluded those three.
1: Yeah, but I think... Um it's almost turned around at this point like i just think that tribal that lesu tribal where he goes home is like good for him and it's only good for him now because i agree he's the only one who it remains a consistent like idea like, yeah, rick like literally like and it was sad and then the other four dismantled that in the next episode while rick was away yeah like literally if you chart it it's
0: literally like they cried having to vote out Rick because it was so emotional and they were such a family. And mm-hmm. then the, the next episode's about how much they hate each other and won't go to rocks for each other. And like that's not like that's not a close family. That's not positive. Yeah, Rick's the only one who maintains that positivity. Um, he goes. He touches Extinction Island, which I think is super good for people in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing. Literally the way his boot was presented and with this Kelly like this new Kelly information. Um I personally don't believe he was voted out just for like the way like the way it was his boot was edited was literally like he did nothing wrong and there was just nothing he could do. You know what I mean? Like it was sometimes this happens. Mm -hmm. Uh and then he comes back and all of a sudden Kelly doesn't like him. So what does that tell me? That tells me well, if Kelly doesn't like him now, she hasn't interacted with him since she voted him out. What does that mean? Uh, oh, it probably means that that's not why he got voted. out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like he got, like, we got the David getaway car confessional where he's like, uh, Chris is going to take the heat and then no one's ever going to know I did it. I don't think that happened. I think I think Rick got caught yeah got caught going after Kelly. Know. It was edited out of the show. um that's why she wants him out. It makes so much sense if you just add that one little bit of information because it, it doesn't logically follow a path if she just hates him for no reason mm-hmm. so I think we've been shielded from Rick like i I feel like Rick got shield that's how you shield someone from negativity, right? like yeah, I know we just went on that tirade, but literally they shielded him from negativity by removing the reason he got voted out. Why was why it was Rick who got voted out at that tribal council and why Kelly mm-hmm. doesn't like him anymore mm-hmm. have not been told. That's how you shield someone from negativity. They they instead just lie and say that it was a friend uh, death of a family member. Yeah. Like it was literally like edited like like your dog's dying. Like and it, there's just nothing you can do. It's natural causes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like that was that tribal council was the perfect setup for them going into another tribal council, and they all stood true to voting Wendy. So they could have said, "We're the tribe that doesn't go to rocks. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stay firm. You have to switch." But they didn't. They said it on both sides. They had Manu doing that, and they had Alessu uh, doing it even more. Yep. Lesu was like, "Everyone will go to rocks for everyone else." So. <laughs> It, it won't is, go.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Like it literally, like that's the thing. Like you know how you shield Lauren and them from negativity. Say, have her just say, "Yeah, I'm going to rocks." Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what they would do. Like, um, so yeah, that's. I think that's the thing. Is like, honestly, I think if you're somebody who views Lesu as the complex tribe, and that's why you think like a Lessu's winning. Like, put Rick number one, and like, <laughs> yeah like his edit's perfect really other than that he like bullied uh wendy like
1: i do think it this episode feels a little weird because he had so much required content yeah, true. like i think there is a weird path where he sort of falls into the background like as a number of the comma six if that happens like he's out and julie is like yes a clear number
0: one and like it is i think it is important to note that julie was established as the alpha um that could just yeah. be i mean she's also just in a power position right now like that's i think it's a little bit different if it's a relationship at the merge uh and mm-hmm. you've just entered the game uh after being voted out um but like i would say that like again i think rick devins um final Tribal council loser is not out of uh the field of contention hmm. um like I, I honestly could see it just being like, "Hey, you got voted out. We're voting for Julie." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh um, yeah,
1: that's fair. Like
0: that's, I think, super possible. Um, and I think they would just edit it super positively all the way to the mm-hmm. uh, finale, and then they would do the uh, Brad Culpepper thing, where they're like, "Ha, ah, he's a dick all along." Like, ah, <laughs> uh, they don't respect him all along, though.
1: Yeah, but now they've done that with Nick Wilson, and yeah, can you trust?
0: Yeah, no. In the in the finale, I'm gonna be making some dumb takes on Twitter, but um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, like honestly, like I Rick is enough. I would say Rick and Julie. I would bet money on them being in the final six.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and even beyond that, like I would say at least one of them is in the finale, like the finals, probably. Probably
1: oh. both. I don't know now. Maybe they're the Christian Gabby. They could know. be. They could They'll be, different. but they're just like Christian and Gabby all grown up.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I, I would at least be confident betting money on him being in the final six. Yeah, for sure. Um... That brings us here to Ron Clark, um, who at various times we both got uh, hoodwinked by uh, his uh, chances to win. Wait, um,
1: how do you still know I'm still not Hoodwing? I,
0: I just can't see it after this episode, which, <laughs> while was very entertaining and was good strategic content, to me solidified that Ron Clark is going to get voted out very soon.
1: Yeah, this is, like, the perfect episode to be like, oh, Joe, so you think Ron is going to win? Oh, like, what if we make him into, like, an <laughs> overbearing strategist villain? And I was like, yeah. oh, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah he's so fun though like he's so weird
0: but he my girlfriend hates him like she can't stand (laughs) him but i think like game wise i think he's doing well i think he's playing very well i think Mm -hmm. i want to shout out a couple things like i think his performance at tribal was like hilarious like like, i love comma like when i got yellow like i look around and get see more yellow like all i care about was comma it's to mask him voting out joe like Mm-hmm. God damn, that's fun.
1: Um And like he did the same thing just talking to Joe. Like he yeah. went to Joe very like naively looking and being like who are we voting out? What do I do? Like and yeah, it was great.
0: Like like we've really been shown that Ron Clark has Joe's number. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ron yeah. Clark. Like and like the problem is is like Ron Clark's got good content this entire way, I think. Um mm-hmm. The problem is it's all built around having Joe's number and being able to outplay him and get him out.
1: Yeah. And now and now
0: it's resolved.
1: Yep. That's a very good point. Um, but yeah, I think I would have also liked to hear about the advantage he had. Like, I still think that'll come up. Okay. But it did come up here, so he's not a winner anymore, among other things. <laughs> I mean,
0: Um, I think it could easily come up. Like, honestly, I feel like I I said next out. I I don't think he'll be the next out. I feel like, yeah, he's 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 become an obstacle to topple now. Um, Mm -hmm. is what he's become. Um, yeah, he could go deep. I just at this point don't think he could win. Um,
1: no, I think
0: like he's there with David with one percent. (laughs) Yeah, like.
1: I think he. We can't forget that he actually had a pretty bad episode. Like he was, he was doing the war thing of being around. Challenge. So.
0: Yeah, actually, it's really bad that. um, And actually, if you think about it, so like, like whatever episode one doesn't matter. But then episode like, his beats are literally. He doesn't want. He wants Joe out. Um. Joe notices, uh, him and, uh, Victoria talking, uh, and is like, I don't know if I can trust them. Then they swap. Ron Clark's like, yeah, no, like I totally got Joe's number because Julie's out there uh, checking out his bag. And then, mm-hmm. and so okay, so this is all good. Like it's like okay, Ron Clark is the kind of like the legend killer. He is all like kind of what I'm saying about what I think Julie's gonna be. Um, then the episode before the merge, he says I want to keep Joe around, and then votes Joe at the next episode. Yep, That's- terrible. Like that would not be shown if Ron Clark wins. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I'm excited for him. He's our fun character. But... Oh, he's
0: so great. Like, and I think he, he's going to continue having the story of being like somebody. I think what it's going to be is it's going to be like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's it, He's a Zeke. He's a Zeke. You know what I mean? Like, he's somebody who's going to, he pulled the wool over somebody's eyes. Uh, In Zeke's case, Chris. And uh, Ron's case, Joe a big alpha dude he outplays uh and then he i think ron clark's gonna make a swing for the fences and end up in him going mm-hmm. it's gonna involve that advantage menu you know what i mean he's gonna try and get like kelly wentworth to fall for this advantage menu or whatever and then she's yeah. actually gonna play her idol and idol him out or something
1: that's my yeah. prediction that's my conspiracy theory that's a fun theory I, don't know you know what I, mean? I mean, like that I makes like sense. Yeah, but like-, like he's gonna
0: do like the David Wright thing, like plant the fake thing, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: then I, it's good. That's it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like a Stephen uh, Fishback style thing where it's that's gonna lead to his downfall. Yeah, sounds good. To it'll be me. so fun to watch, and he's great. I'm so glad he's on the show. Yep. Okay, so I guess uh, that's probably good for Roland Clark. Cool. Uh, That brings us to Victoria, the Queen. One of my all-time favorites. And I think this episode solidified that. Um, I love her. You're right. I was biased. But that said, I do want to reframe that a little bit. Uh, Last week, I said that I don't actually... I'm not actually super confident in Victoria winning. I'm going to put her number one. But I think somebody working with Victoria is going to be our winner. I think that was spot on. I don't think Victoria is our winner, unfortunately. But I do think... Victoria is going to be very crucial to someone's winning narrative.
1: Hmm. I still have her on my list, and part of me just wanted to go like straight for Rick, Julie, not have anyone up there. But I kept Victoria on. I definitely see a path where like Victoria is headed towards like a Kellen edit. Yeah, where she's like technically on the right side, but like she makes mistakes. Like she's. An interesting game player, but, like, not good at the game. And, like... But I think there's also that possibility for her to still win.
0: See, for me... I was, like, halfway through this episode, I was like... No, I have to eliminate Victoria, because she gets nothing before the immunity challenge. But there is that. She, she does get good content after. Yeah. Um. And I do think the problem here is she gets called out at Tribal for kind of leaking the vote to Joe. Again. Like, at this point, this is a fatal flaw for this character, that mm. they are aloof. Or, um... No, what's oblivious. Kind of thing. Like, they're they're gonna... They're kind of clumsy. Yeah. Like, they have the right ideas, they're a great player, have all the tools to be good, except for themselves. Um, And you never... In the game of Survivor, you never want a very obvious reason why you could get voted out and explained to be voted out. Um, mm-hmm. I think Victoria has that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I think, cause it is kind of like her third strike. Like first, like she was kind of clueless for the idol thing. Um, then Joe catches her talking about him. And then here it wasn't like, I wasn't sure what you meant. Like, cause you talked to me about it after I watched live and I was like, what? And then I rewatched and I get it, but, like, I don't think it was that bad. Like, I think it was more Joe being paranoid than anything.
0: So, uh, in case you, in case the listener
1: didn't oh, catch, right. um,
0: basically what happened is at Tribal, um, she said something along the lines of, like, no, there's no way we'd ever vote for Rick um, when there's bigger threats to take out. And then Joe's like, excuse me? <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, not physical threats. When did I say physical threats? And he's like, well, actually, I think I'm pretty threatening. Otherwise, like, like if he had an idol, he was playing that thing. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah.
0: But I mean, Victoria still has a good narrative. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like she does have, like we know things about her. She's personal content. She doesn't really have a relationship. Um. Which is a problem, but her story is that she doesn't have relationships. Um, so that's good. She does have a narrative. She has all the good, like, she has all the things on paper. Um, and I would love if she won. But for me, I would be putting her fourth place, w- distant fourth behind. Like, for me, it's like one, two, distant gap, three, distant gap, Victoria.
1: <laughs> hmm. Oh, no, no. I hmm, I think I'll probably drop her next episode, but yeah, she could really... have
0: an amazing next like I feel like this is somebody who I might like ebb and flow with, you know what I mean, like flip back and forth with. Um But I do oh I think at the end of the day, I don't believe she is our winner. I just think she is gonna be a main character the entire time who's gonna be closely associated with the winner. That's something I'm gonna stand by. Um and I do yeah. think she, we're, this isn't the end of her. She's gonna have she's gonna have a number of big moves yet to come.
1: Yeah, I think so. Such as asking what happens in the next immunity challenge. Yeah, which is just so exciting. Which confirms it says, it's not her. Yeah.
0: Woo-hoo. Um The problem is you can see her comeuppance basically.
1: Yeah. Um, it is really just like Kellen, or like it is. We're just waiting for her, her number to be called it is a little
0: different than Kellen though. Like I think in a we- like Victoria's more negative, but in a way that she's owning her negativity, which is good. Yeah. Um, I could see her making it really deep. Um, I don't, I-, I personally don't believe she's going to be in any immediate danger. I think other people are more likely to be in immediate danger. And I don't know. I would be predicting she's, I'm I'm not willing to do the top six with her though.
1: I think she's on the right side of votes for a while, but when that side decides or starts to decide decides to start cannibalizing themselves, I think she's a prime candidate to go first.
0: We could I could really easily see the couple votes work for her, and then we get a Julie confessional being like, you know what, Victoria made Aubrey look dumb, mm-hmm. like. Who else is she gonna make look dumb? Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not willing to look dumb for Victoria. I need to
1: strike first. Yes. I gotta be the sneaky girl I always wanted to be.
0: Hundred percent. Um, I think that really could be her fate, uh, and it just depends when that's gonna happen. But I do think, like, I, I really hope she's here for a while because, like, every time she's on screen, I'm grinning and smiling because she's just so fun. Um, yeah, so, and like. I feel like they wouldn't give her like to me, the not giving her a confessional until the immunity is like, then being like, she's not winning. But then after giving her like amazing content is like, but she's going to be here for a while and she's going to be like, it's going to be a fun ride. Yep. And yeah, like her story is basically like, um, like she's like, it's, it is the, she's completely unafraid to separate game and strategy or personal relationships and strategy. Uh she's willing to do anything. Uh don't trust her specifically. I would say that's gonna pay off. She's gonna flip on somebody like you know what I mean? Like someone's gonna be reliant on her and she's gonna be their downfall kind of thing.
1: Or if like our dream scenario happens where Julie takes her out, that's really good for Julie because Victoria is gonna respect that and not yes. be better.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Um and yeah, actually that's that's actually an even better thing is I actually, that's at this point, I think I'd after this like brief convo, I think I'd be willing to say that Julie is going to be the, uh, like Victoria, what Victoria was to Aubrey. Hmm.
1: But we'll know, see I, about that. It could play out a bunch of ways, but I like that theory. That I would be a I fun, know. that would be a fun narrative.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so realistically, she'll probably get like idled out in the background. <laughs> like, yep. It'll be like John last season. we like, oh, yeah. I guess he's gone. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Victoria. Uh, she's my favorite. Um, but not looking the greatest for her. But, I mean, not that bad either. I think it's mm-hmm. more that there's a lot of bad edits. And then so you yeah, have to start yeah. looking at the ones that are, like, not terrible. Yep. So, yeah, that's Victoria. Next up we have. <laughs> Sorry, who?
1: War Dog. War <laughs> Dog. He wasn't. Um.
0: Oh, God, this is a horrible episode.
1: Just, yeah. The same with... Well, like, an even worse Lauren, where, like, Ordog got so much pre-merge, like, credit because he was in every episode, he was making decisions, he was the focus of every uh, previously on. And it's very funny that the episode that doesn't have a previously on, like... It's Mm -hmm. like he was eliminated with it.
0: He is the previously. He like pays the previously on guy. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. But to go from that, like very negative last episode to nothing is like, like swerving all over the place and crashing.
0: Yes. Like literally for me at this point, I would say Warlock can only win if they're intentionally editing him to spite edric and that's just never gonna happen yeah um because i think you could make the argument that's like ah, they are gonna make him invisible with the merge that no one considers him he's unpredictable blah 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 that's not gonna happen but that genuinely this is like the if edric breaks i guess we're not good win but Mm
1: um like the one person who like always was like the last to speak before tribal was mm-hmm. war dog because he wanted to know where war dog was thinking i war dog was apparently thinking that he would vote david yep <laughs> like it was just no like war dog lets us know that he's thinking about it and his vote is very intentionally placed but, and he
0: sits he crunches numbers all day right like mm-hmm. Uh, that's the character we've been given and this that character would have made sense here. He yeah. wasn't there. Um, again, the one caveat is I get. I guess I'll give credit to the idea that if, again, he comes out CPP5 or even CPN5, like, okay, I made a tactical error in combat, but now I'm the general and I'm going to take this game into my hands and if that's the case, okay, we're not going to win. But, like, it really has to be similar to Lauren, like immediate perfect content. Yeah. In the next episode. Yep. Not like wait and see, like maybe an okay episode. Like I literally think it has to be a perfect episode or he's out completely. Um, and even with that, I'd be pretty dang low on him.
1: For sure. Like that would be just bit Like, okay, I get where those people who are thinking this can possibly get it because there was a bit of redemption, but that pre-merge still doesn't add up
0: no like then again my problems i have no idea where he does place um i
1: think he could go next
0: i feel like he's a weird one to go next like like we have so much content about who he is as a character that i feel like he's is gonna be there but again edge of extinction complicates that because you could see war dog being funny on edge Mm -hmm. of extinction um, he does talk a lot about food and survival stuff. Um, I think
1: he's a good candidate if there's a double boot in the merge, like to go there. Just like it's easy it's, to justify it. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like he adds into the story anymore. See, like, okay,
0: th- my biggest like question marks with him is Kelly. That episode where Kelly's like, uh, he has a lot of Tony Vlachos in him and. Like he's playing this game like poker, and then Wardog gets the confessional being like, you know, I was born to play this game. I am a poker player. I went was in the army. I am super physical. I am a law student, so I am super smart. Like, like it, it, that's a weird narrative thing to give the second merge boot. Um You know what I mean? Like how I don't know how often you really see like the second merge boot get like that much strategy content but then again like i guess like josh and jeremy did um and it made sense so uh, i'm actually i'm the more i talk about it, the more i i think he could leave soon yeah like i I'm not high on war dog i don't know if it is i don't know what people are thinking but i would be really not uh thinking war dog could win. His narrative is also super weird
1: yeah yeah, it's just like, it also makes sense, because he doesn't have an idol, and even if the idols do get played, it makes sense to vote Wardog, who probably doesn't have it, because he didn't have one. I don't know.
0: I don't think so, because I th- I think Wardog is probably a high candidate to have one. Like, if I'm on the beach, I'm like, the bald guy who sounds like Tony, and crunches numbers all day, sure. probably idol.
1: Okay, <laughs> but like, if Lauren and Kelly both play theirs... Oh, yeah, 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 no, true. It's unlikely that War Dog, because like War Dog can't, like, because Kelly would have got hers, they would have gotten theirs from the Two Tribes War Dog was on. Mm -hmm. That'd be some high strategy that hopefully Julie spits out all of a sudden in like episode 10.
0: (laughs) See, I guess my thing with War Dog is I could see him actually making it kind of deep. Um, To me, War Dog looks like what Tony looks like if he doesn't.
2: You know
0: what I mean? Like, Entertaining, weird character, has some impact on the game, but doesn't win. I feel like this is uh this is Wardog. Yeah. Um So I I could see him honestly lasting a long time. Like I could see losing finalist Wardog. Um hmm. it seems hard that he makes it there though. Like
1: Yeah, that would be an incredible journey. It feels like these like the Lesu just have such an uphill battle regardless. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's all gonna shake out.
0: I mean, like we know in Survivor, extreme minorities are good, like Foa Foa, et cetera. Like, like sometimes, yeah, but, it, it, I think it is good to be an extreme minority, but like, probably not if you're like War Dog.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like literally Survivor bias. Like, yeah, we note the minorities that do really well because they always survive. But like, I don't know. No one talks about oolong. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there's a difference between like that's true. That's a like, <laughs> too extreme of a minority. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like I don't know. War dog is fun. Um, not in this episode, he wasn't he was not in it. But um,
1: no, he like popped up to say something at tribal council very well. like.
0: I also think he's the one who said, let's look at, look at the chickens, but I'm not hundred percent sure. He was off screen. He
1: he wanted to go after the chickens too. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Honestly. Okay. Maybe hot take on his narrative. Maybe his narrative is he keeps criticizing people for talking about food and not being like physically capable. And then people are like, War looks fucking terrible at these challenges. And like, Maybe maybe he gets the
1: like hurt. Next i could see
0: comes. i could see him getting hurt i could see he talks a lot about calories yeah um i think he could be the person who gets hurt here um because that's a good point he does talk a lot about calories but i could also see it being a um a double turn where his criticism of other people is that they're illogical and only talk about food and like like, David just uh, wants to go fish. I think that's dumb, but he's a good dude. Uh, I think Lauren's a good girl, but all she talks about is food and the merge feast, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and if if you start piling all those together, it's like, we get Wardog Dog talking about people talking about food a lot more than we get people talking about food. Um, yeah. I could see it being the double turn where War Dog's content becomes all about looking for food. And, you know what I mean? hmm Like, I could see it being that way, because he does talk a lot about food. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. A very hungry war dog. <laughs> so I guess that's that's probably good for war dog. Yeah. Dan Da Silva. Um, yeah, cool. So <laughs> next up we have poor Joey amazing. Um, loves painting.
1: Yeah, loves painting. <sighs> what Had a weird.
0: Before he got voted out.
1: Yeah, what a weird episode. To send him out of the game on.
0: No confessionals.
1: No confessionals. Like, no idea of what he wanted to happen. Literally just, like, Ron, go, like, talk to those, make sure those people aren't voting me out. Like, just weird. Like, not positive. so weird. Like, and that's what really turns me off from, like, the story we thought we were seeing, like, since this season was announced, was, like, Joe goes to Edge of Extinction and thrives and wins. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's gonna happen.
0: So, spoiler alert, my list, uh, is if you're paying attention, you probably figured it out. Uh, I have Rick number one, Julie number two, I have Joe number three, despite this terrible episode. Um because I think if I'm guessing this is, this is like some mad speculation. I think if he said I'm trying to get voted out, that gets, he gets a CPP five, like trying to get voted. I don't think he was trying to get voted. Out. Um, I think that's what they're trying to ins- insinuate or imply. You know what I mean? I think they're trying to be like, look, he wasn't even trying. So when he prospers on an edge of extinction, um, you get to see, like, oh, it's intentional or whatever. Uh, but without saying that, I'm guessing he just never said that. Um, and they're not going to ask, like, hey, can you please say that you intentionally went to extinction? <laughs> uh, Survivor does have integrity. Um, so I do think this could could legit, lol. Uh, I'm a meme, be shielding from negativity, um, <laughs> which I and is a pretty low shot. Um, I think it is super low chance that he wins in comparison to like any other time, but I do think survivor would undermine his story. If he wins, Um, I really do think they would because there is the immediate thing. My mom saw the season theme. And again, my as if you're a frequent listener to the show, like my mom couldn't name a winner of survivor. Probably maybe she could, I don't know. She could definitely name something, but like, could name maybe half of them and seen every season multiple times so um and immediately she was like oh so it's like rigged for joe to win (laughs) like (laughs) uh, i really do think that is like something that like giving casuals any uh intelligence granted um they're gonna be thinking like this is really good for joe um i do think they probably would undermine his story a little bit um he did literally articulate hey i'm gonna i I was terrible here but I'm going to rise
1: like the phoenix or whatever. Um yeah.
0: Pretty dang good um goodbye post thing.
1: It was weird cuz it was like credits scene. Yeah. Like I don't know. I guess that's maybe a little too like speculative but like are people really caring about what's going on in the credits? Like that's when I'm usually like finishing my edgic chart like Yeah, I that's have to go true. To the bathroom. That's when I'm going to the bathroom like
0: I mean okay like this season we've seen before that they'll use that confessional like, again on edge of extinction mm-hmm. um so i mean i wouldn't be surprised honestly if we he just says that again um
1: yeah if it's really like a theme, a theme for him to be a phoenix like yeah that's the thing he
0: really like, he's a, again one, one of these people who really does need like ridiculous next episode like ridiculous um but i I think it would be I think it would be irresponsible to not consider him. He did clearly state his narrative. He gets a shot at redemption. Um, they really didn't even show why he got voted out other than he like wasn't doing anything. Um, but this is, I guess my hot take. I personally think Joe will be the person who comes the next time or Chris. I think it'll be him or Chris. Um, and I think, I, I think he will not win, but he'll be like either fifth place or losing finalist. Hmm. And they're doing all this, like a game separated from strategy thing to give an explanation for why Joe will end up losing in the end.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know where
0: he fits. It's probably too much like speculation, but like it does like, I guess I just feel like he will win the challenge, but like, that's probably a little bit uh, presumptuous. Um, I don't know. I just like, (sighs) I could see him winning. He has, he does have a narrative. He is going to be loved by the public no matter what, because he does good in the challenges and he, he'll fish a lot on the Mm -hmm. extinction um yeah like I, despite this being a solid zero to ten episode maybe a one out of ten because of the last part um i don't know like i guess okay what's my take my question for you he leaves the thing being like that's the worst thing they could have done uh the game is just getting started now this is what i like you know what i mean he said something like that mm-hmm. um what did you make of that
1: I think it was kinda of the right thing. Like he The thing that threw me off, because I would have considered Joe much more higher, like he's still on that like edge of extinction like maybe list. They have the story now. Is like, okay, so you know the edge of extinction twist is here now. Like where where's the confessional from Joe saying so even if I'm not doing my best here, like I have the second chance to make the most out of, I I guess it's kind of like, Oh, he had to have that confessional in the first place to for them to air it. But like, it was just weird that it wasn't there, let alone any content from him.
0: I agree. I do agree. Like, um, that's the thing is like, it hurts me to have to defend this edit. You know what I mean? Like, It pains me. Mm -hmm. This is a bad edit. If he wins, fuck this story. But it could be... Like... It really could be... Um, I don't know. I'm just praying Chris or Aubrey... I'm just praying Chris wins. Oh no,
1: you said Aubrey, so it's bad.
0: Yeah, like (laughs) I I would rather Aubrey win it... um, To come back. I really do think... I guess this may be, I would say I'm confident that the person who is going to come back from Edge of Extinction is already there. I think it's going to be Aubrey, Chris, or Joe.
1: I want to say yes, but I kind of feel, I don't know, did we really see like Rick being set up to be like a Edge of Extinction? Think for the episode he got voted no, out? No, 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 not at all. So I'm thinking, like, what if that happens to someone else? Like, like Kelly? I guess I could see Kelly. I don't know. I'm even thinking like some commas or something weird. Like, it's just see for me the thing is is like the
0: reason why I like when Rick got voted out, it was like okay, well, like, like he's so positive, yeah. Um, like it's just like it, it's kind of absurd. Um I just don't see anyone else really having a good second arc that mm-hmm. facilitates a redemption end. You know what I mean? Um like like Victoria's I, not coming back. I don't think any of the comma people would come back. The comma 6 if they're once they're voted out they're dead.
1: I Am think I-, I said last episode and I even still think this with her line about not wanting to go to edge of extinction. I think Julie if she gets voted out for some reason like
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: That's another one that you could add to there, but I I don't really see it, as opposed to her not yeah, getting Yeah, I would add
0: Julie and maybe Kelly. But yeah. other
1: than that,
0: I think you're right. Um, which, like, that small of a pool, to me, of really people who could possibly come back in, so good for Joe. I hate that I have to have a number three. Mm-hmm. Shitty storytelling. Um but it is storytelling and I can see the intent to make him covered up Um, when that scares me.
1: Yeah. I think the tricky thing is that they're doing like a fairly good job of making people look like they could be the one coming back from edge of extinction. Mm -hmm. And so I think the more people that pile up there, the more likely it looks that someone is like Reem was looking Weirdly great for a while. Like Chris still looks great. Like you could even say like Wendy, like with her. Yeah. Edit.
0: Well, I get what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm just. I feel like I could easily be swayed into being like, oh yeah, maybe Julie. Maybe this is the thing Julia needed. Yeah, you're all right. Julie
0: totally could. Julie no, totally could.
1: I was yeah. saying Julia.
0: Oh no, are, Julia, yeah. can. Julia can. Julia. <laughs>
1: Or Aurora, be like, this is my time to like, kickstart my gaming. Gear. My second arc. <laughs> it's the perfect opportunity.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I think it's gonna. Like, I really, I think I'm gonna mostly stand by my claim. That I think it's yeah. somebody who's already there. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Is like, I just, I can see why they would edit Joe this way if he does win. Um, that said, it also works as a pretty good like uh death of Joe arc. Um. Mm-hmm so Mm -hmm. it's hard to say i just i don't think i could ever disqualify him until something really disqualifying happens i don't think that's happened yet
1: and i can't imagine like what's going to happen i feel like they had tons of opportunities to show joe negatively if you don't really want to endorse that he's coming back or he's not Mm -hmm. coming back and i don't really see how it can happen on edge of extinction and yeah so yeah i don't know
0: and like my problem is so like. You know what it is? It's Ron Clark's confessional on last episode that basically has me hanging him there. Um Basically Ron Clark's like, Wow, having Joe around makes morale way better and I everyone would die without Joe. Um That's with Ron Clark's just immediately voting him out, that to me reads like a confessional put there so that when Joe gets there it's an easy explanation. Um so maybe mm-hmm. Joe isn't cut out for Survivor, but he's cut out for this. Uh, that's a scary thing. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's good for Joe. Yep. He's probably not winning, but, uh, I would have everyone crossing your fingers. Really hoping this doesn't happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And mostly like I have a number three. It's mostly because I really think Rick is like far and away. Number one, I would do, I'll do 40, 40, 10, five to David, five, five, one to David, one to Gavin, three to Lauren. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. Well, one to Victoria, I guess, too, in there. But those okay. are the only people I think could win at this point.
1: Okay. So I guess as for my winner rankings, I also have Rick firmly at the top. Julie, I had second. I feel like this more than anything convinced me that there's more paths for her to win. Like, should I feel better after recording this, um, and then Victoria? I feel like worse about, I guess. But like, I st- <laughs> I still want to have her there just for the sake of it. I feel like if I hang on to it and it turns out it's really great next episode. Yeah, break, like if she
0: I wins break, and I just yeah. abandon her, like I'm gonna feel like an asshole. But um, whatever. <laughs> you,
1: can, you can always come back. Like mm. we always, we all came back to that Angelina train and Queen. Yeah, um, who's going next? Aurora <laughs> Again oh my god
0: <laughs> I'm you know i what? I'm not going to pick Aurora I'm going to pick Wardog
1: That's who I wanted to go with
0: Final I'll pick Aurora
1: I, I'm always picking the first
0: Chronological name every time
1: <laughs> I think Wardog Gets Eliminated he cracks his head real bad Um And then Aurora goes home in a vote. I just want it both ways I want
0: <laughs> I could see both of them leaving next episode. Yeah, I think Aurora's more likely to get hurt though.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's just like it's just a wacky challenge to get hurt at. Like, do it. What is it? I don't. I didn't see. It's they're holding the uh block of wood against the top of the frame. Oh head. wow! So like when Victoria is saying what happened, like she can't look and see what happened because dislodger log. <sighs>
0: So that's more likely to be a war dog calories thing.
1: I think so. Or Lauren yeah. and dies.
0: Yeah. That's the, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's not going to be Aurora. Um. So yeah, that's, that's our show. Uh, contact us at the at at gmail.com new episodes on Friday, sometime before the episode. I don't know.
1: Oh, don't, uh, don't count your chickens. Like, yeah. We did record early, but I know we should have revealed our secrets. That's
0: uh, <laughs> true. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll release it whenever we release it whenever I finish editing. I it,
1: mean, man. you will have listened to this entire episode by the time you. Know.
0: Yeah, you'll know what date it was. Take that. Take that. Uh, you, new episodes are on when you listen to them. Um, we share them on Reddit, all that good stuff. Uh, reviews on iTunes if you want. It'd be really nice. Um, we put some fun stuff in the show notes sometimes. Uh, look at that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Danny kills bees. I tweet embarrassing things that immediately get proven wrong in the episode. Uh, sometimes. And sometimes I tweet some pretty fun <laughs> and uh, interesting things as well. So good stuff. Literally. I tweeted, I think exactly one person will quit like, edge of extinction and through the entire season. And then two people quit in the next segment. Um, <laughs> it was embarrassing.
1: It is kind of like just embarrassing. though. They're like, this is so tough. And like, Everyone wants to do it. Everyone's going to want to do it now that they know they have a chance back in. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, Survivor. Oh, (laughs) Survivor. (laughs) So, yeah, peace out. Yeah. See you next week.
2: Cool. Craig,
1: get out of here. Craig, vanquish.